Welcome to episode 212 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast devoted to the Irish comic book fan. From the Irish comic book fan, join in as Brent Casina and the usuals uh, jo- join me uh, time after time here on Comic Timing. Yeah, it's been about six months. A lot of shit's happened. Chris is giving me the middle finger. Let's get going, shall we? Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levenstein, and welcome to episode 212 of Comic Timing. This show still exists. We swear to God, through the sheer force of will, this show still exists. Brent yeah, Casino makes it Brent's so. Will. Yeah, exactly. The sheer force of Donovan, Morgan, Morgan Grant, and Brent Casino. <laughs> Be like, like, hey guys, we got a lot of shit to talk about. Got a lot of shit to talk about. Got a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, me, me and Donovan should just kick Ian off as the final original co-host to get kicked off <laughs> I and mean, we'll just take over the show i mean fair is fair to be entirely we'll put out an episode every week at that point oh first bachelor jesus I, we, can, we can pretend that ian's there with with uh, ai he has the login he can do whatever he wants okay that's that's all i'm saying if, if that's as, true as long as long as i'm told it's happening I will not care. It's all gravy. It's all golden. Uh, yeah, no, we got a bunch of shit to talk about today. I'll introduce everybody who's not listening, uh, who's not uh, watching the video, who is just straight up listening. As mentioned, Donovan Morgan Grant. Donovan, what's going on? Yo, yo, what's up? Glad to be here. Happy to see everybody. Happy to see you too. And you're not on, you're not sitting on a bed. Like this is this is a new occurrence. So I think I may have said this in our super secret message thread, but uh, like I've had this this um, laptop since the start of 2020, and yeah. I thought that the webcam was broken. I just realized like last month that like all I needed to do was, was flip the switch. And the <laughs> you had the lens cap on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a smart boy. Uh, I was because I was using my my iPad the uh-huh. whole time. So I yeah, just, no you know, more no more iPad shuffle. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I know the entire time that's got to annoy somebody. So like now it's 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 sitting. On my copy of Spider-Man: The Ultimate Guide, and you know, is is straight and not moving. Nice, nice job, well done, job well done, sir. I, 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 hey, look, you're not the first person to fall for the lens cap trip trick when it comes to webcams. Trust me, I'm a professional. It happens <laughs> all the time. It's barely a label. <laughs> I didn't know what it did. I know. Chris Nottis joining jo- joining us as well. Chris, hello. Hello. Yeah, I, I uh, here I am in my new apartment. I. I actually set up the mic. I set up the webcam. I can't use my monitor because I don't know where the power cord for it is. Because, you know, I've been here five months and I still don't know where half my shit is. So. I was going to say, and that's the same apartment you've been in for a long time, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Not that long. But, well, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, like a couple months. Yeah. Since it, December. December. Exactly. Exactly. It looks like you're in the West Coast. You have so much sunlight behind you. That's that's just the lighting. <laughs> Just, Brent, it's, not, it's nine o'clock right now, guy. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, it'd be it'd be six o'clock on the West Coast too, man. Like, like we're we're getting close to sun, sun, sunset there too. Just say it. Just say it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I just I just understand how light works, Brent. Ah. I, I don't. I know it's hard when you have so much of it in Florida. You don't really understand <laughs> the mechanics of it. You come to take it for granted. For for any of you just listening to this, Brent Casina has tilted his webcam to show us that he just has one ring light on top of him, and that well, is I enough. have the room light. I have the ring light. I have yeah. my lamp over there. It's all everything is on. He's, Green Lantern's light behind you. Exactly. He's got Green the Lantern's light. Happy 
happy? Happy? You want more light, Brent? Is that enough for you? Give me more light. I have I have floor lamp and I have ceiling light. That's what I have I, for I, me here. I was just see, watching the old stuff and I was like sitting on the couch and I'm like, man, I'm really dim. Why is that? And, oh yeah, there's no light on my face, so I moved it. Oh shit! There you go. And 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 Brandon Christopher uh, joining us as well for this episode. Brando, you're wearing a Phillies hat, and I forgive you. <laughs> well, it is May, and it is baseball season, so yes, you will see me wear a Phillies hat. Yeah, for for a couple weeks there, I kept hearing that it was going to be May, and that it turned out to actually be May. So yes, indeed, we're smack dab in the middle of a baseball season. Yeah, and I went to home opener weekend, and they lost. Yeah, yeah. Both, um, game, both games I went to, they lost. Yeah. It was, that was nice. To talk baseball for two more seconds on a fully comic book podcast, if the New York Yankees were in the AL Central, we'd be in first place. Instead, we're in second to last. Baseball, ladies and gentlemen, baseball. Mm. And that's you you belong. You know, just proud of living on the East Coast, Ian. I mean, it's the same as like how European soccer teams are going to be way better than anything in North America, like Mm -hmm. winning the (laughs) Concacaha. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like, do we want to make it like a big deal, but let's be honest. If like our team was in Europe, we'd be fucking slaughtered. Yeah, that's that's about right. That's about right. You're not wrong about that. All right. Well, let's let's get things started here. Um, and uh, even though we haven't done this in a while, I feel like we should go most recent first. As when we record this, about a day ago. Uh, the, the the entire internet exploded uh, with a leak that first started on either Reddit or 4chan. I don't even know where, where it was a really, really blurry image. Spoilers, by the way. We're going to spoil Amazing Spider-Man number 26, which hasn't even come out yet. It comes out in two weeks from when we're recording this. Exactly. So, what, end of May? Yeah. Yes, end, end of June? End of May, yeah. Uh, the, the week of May 26th, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, at first, it was just a really blurry image that appeared to display Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, for many years now over in Marvel Comics, dying in an issue of a comic book that isn't even her own. Uh as as part of Zeb Wells' Amazing Spider-Man run, mind you, Zeb Wells writes the Marvels movie that's coming out later this year. I will add. Well, that uh, I did not know. Yes, that's in here. Yeah, Zeb Wells is one of the writers on that. He was also one of the writers on She-Hulk, so he's definitely involved with the the TV and movie side of things over at Marvel and Disney Plus and what have you. And Marvel is stunt. They're they're pulling their shit again. Basically, um, somebody at Marvel, perhaps it's Akira Yoshida, uh, is <laughs> is dead set on the idea that you got to uh, explain that joke for people <laughs> like Jim who listen to this podcast. You, you see, the editor in chief of Mar- of Marvel Comics, C.B. Sabolsky, at one point went by the name of Akira Yoshida in order to continue to get work at Marvel Comics. He is not a Japanese man. In fact, he is quite the opposite. That is the explanation that people like Jim need to understand what I am saying there. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> happy Asian American Pacific Islander Month, everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, happy AAPI Month. Miss Marvel's dead. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, I, I haven't been understanding shit like this for a while now because somebody. 
Somebody decided a long time ago that shock comics are what sells over story. And it sucks because I've I've been one of the supporters of this amazing Spider-Man run. Mind oh, you, I'm, why? I because I've been enjoying it. That's why. Um, I mind you, I am behind, and I haven't read dark dark web bullshit with oh, Ben Riley. Stop. Which I'm, which stop I'm just now. gonna probably. Stop. I thought you liked Ben Riley. <laughs> I liked him before he was a demon, <laughs> but I am chasm. Uh, I'm leaking energy out of my skull for no reason. Grah! Even though they just but, have him in like an off color costume uh version of his original spider-man costume it's like black light spider-man colors god what you know you don't all leak energy out of your heads hot topic spider-man i mean not 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 recently i mean i i I had to i had to have it like welded on properly in order to not like leak energy directly out of my ears on the regular but apparently that still happens to ben riley every now and then oh well also pedantic me uh, actually you are licking energy out of your head because you give off heat sweat from your skull thanks heat Sti- is energy thanks stuyvesant um but uh, <laughs> no you're oh, right. do you have to explain that no doesn't live in new york look 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 it up look it up people get me Seriously. a locker exactly uh, what, what do you guys think about this whole Ms. Marvel situation? Uh, happy once again, happy AAPI month. Let me let me channel Jamal. Yeah, it's a work. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, the, this is you're right. Actually, this is the most wrestling move that Marvel could be pulling right I now. I mean, you know, it, it's got to be bullshit. I mean, we we think it's bullshit because we're comics fans. We've seen people, you know, die before. Mm-hmm. We we have to believe that Marvel has to be smarter. You know, not like smart enough to not kill their major character that has a TV show who has a movie coming out yeah. when it's, you know, again, Asian American Pacific Islander month. And there's also the fact that um, <laughs> there's also the fact that, but the thing is the creative team for the fallen friend yeah. includes Saladin Ahmed and G Willow Wilson. Yeah. And I can't see them being part of like completely erasing this character. Yeah. So I, I, it's a work. Like I'm assuming something in good hopefully will come out of it but i still it's still i don't know it's just so cheesy what people have suggested and it probably is the case and we won't know until it happens is that yeah she'll be dead for a while and then she'll be on you know back from the dead with her uh marvel cinematic universe set of powers as as some sort of like crazy stupid explanation for it because you know the purple lantern oh yeah exactly um, God, man, I don't know. Brent, thoughts, opinions. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I, I know, I know you hate bad deaths as much as anybody here. As the only person married to a Asian American Pacific Islander, yes. Um, I could say this is very distasteful in my <laughs> caring opinion I love about how that you particular that subject. Hard to say that line. <laughs> He's been waiting to pull that card for like I can't even tell you how long. I can tell. Hey, I, I don't get to pull many cards. I'm going to use this one this no. one time. That's fair. It doesn't That's mean fair. anything. I'm just joshing you. Yeah. But uh, no, I I think it's a little weird. Uh, it's a little tasteless. Mm-hmm. Um, because Miss uh, <clears throat> Marvel is is the bastion of diversity, I guess you would say. Yeah. For Marvel Comics, yeah. she's the masthead on their diverse initiatives all the time because Mm -hmm. she's the one that caught fire. She's the only one that's kept her title since she came, you know, uh, Captain America, the Falcon went back to being the Falcon and now he's Captain America yet again, while Steve Rogers is still alive, you know, times two. 
Um, who else? Uh, Riri Williams, no longer Iron Man. Mm-hmm. She's just Iron Heart you can, in a you different can, costume, you can, you can different even go, colors. You could even go back in time from when Rhodey was Iron Man. You know, I mean, that uh, that got reversed uh, eventually. <clears throat> yeah, so she's the only one that's kept the title that they gave her in terms of popularity, because of her popularity, mm-hmm. because of the skill and the art. It, you know, G. Willow Wilson, Adrian Alphone, I read the first, I think, the first uh, – two or three arcs of that initial mm-hmm. run and they are good they are really fun yeah. um so i did enjoy them and as a character i really enjoyed her in champions when mark wade was writing that book so mm-hmm. I, I can see the benefit of having her around um you know <clears throat> having a muslim superhero helps having a you know indian descent superhero helps uh, all, all sorts of things you don't normally see and to have a one that actually took hold of the public consciousness enough to get a freaking Marvel Disney plus TV show mm-hmm. after a number of years. I mean, you want to think about it. Like I think she premiered after blue beetle, yep. uh, Jaime Reyes. Yep. And, um, even, even though they're both like inheriting a mantle of a previous hero, she's the one that got to the, the screen first, you know, she's on the, um, the Spidey and his amazing friends hero cartoon that my son loves. Mm-hmm. She's on there. I don't know if she was in the Avengers, the Avengers cartoons. She's in the Avengers game. You know, she's yep. her and Jaime Reyes have kind of been running neck and neck of uh, newest superhero who caught attention and or being put most. Uh, and I think Miss Marvel took that, uh, you know, by not a country mile, but you know, more than a hair's breadth at least. I would, I would add, I would add Moon Girl to that list as well because uh, yeah, she's got her own cartoon, yeah. and I watched that uh, with the kids the other week. But I, I don't know that as big as, as much as Miss Marvel, like Moon Girl's kind of, I guess newer. But anyway, mm-hmm. my point is, I think it's distasteful because you have this new character that's caught fire. You're building something with her. You're building her into the Disney Plus show with the movie, and now we here we have a comic stunt to get people interested in Miss Marvel uh, instead of actually giving her another book. Yeah, because uh, I don't think she has a current book, right? Um, I, yeah, instead of giving yeah. her a team that's yeah. interesting giving her a storyline that's interesting or making her, you know, they could have said, Hey, you know what? We, we want Miss Marvel at the forefront for her new movie. <clears throat> There's a new Avengers book coming out, put her in the Avengers, just like in the video game, you know, uh, work that in. It could have been a mandate. And it, there's other ways to push that character that could have been more beneficial into elevating her profile than just giving her a, a major death storyline that's going to be forgotten about in a few years. I mean, look at the death of Captain America. We had Fallen Sun, uh, and that is just wiped away, never again to be mentioned. Yep. So, Except right I, now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually think about it a lot, but I'm not going to say I'm the average uh, user, but I actually did enjoy that whole period, even though we knew he was going to be back. I mean, you know, there's a problem when my mom reads the death of Captain America. She closes it. She goes, he'll be back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. But that that happens every single time a character whose name is not Uncle Ben dies at this point. You know, like when even I mean, come on, this goes back years and years and years when even Aunt May can come back from the dead, come back from the dead. It was an actress like don't get me started. Like, don't like, get me started. Like, come on, guys. Like, let's let's be real about this. Uh, Brandon, I, w- I want your thoughts in there, too. Uh, go ahead. Holler. I agree with Brent. That is absolutely tasteless. But what gets me is that. This isn't even taking place in her book yeah it's taking place in asm yeah and i'll be honest the last 26 issues of asm have been 
atrocious, <laughs> unreadable, god awful. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I I hate when they try to push status quo changes like this, and doing it this way is it, it just feels like they ran they ran I ran out of ideas or they went with the first idea that they had. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's kill a character. Yeah, and that's not going to solve. That doesn't equate the sale. And, and mind you, Kamala's been showing up. It, at least she's at least kind of been showing up in the Spider-Man co- books before this. Like she had a, she had an internship uh, at at Oscorp and has sort of been watching over. Uh, I'm better now. I swear, Norman Osborn uh, in 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 the book. So it's not like she just like you know showed up for an issue. And got you know knocked off. Like she's at least. Been I, I don't remember her. I mean, I know that's her status quo. She's been but a minor like, character. She's minor very, character. I wouldn't very. even say supporting because Mary mm. Jane and Black Cat have shown up more than Miss Marvel has Paul, in the last twenty six issues of that right. book. Yeah. Paul has more screen time than Kamala does. <laughs> I really am not positive whether like uh, she knows Peter Parker or Spider Man and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of how minor she's been in the book. She's been in the book. Yeah. But like, oh, if you know who that is, you know who that is. But like. It's not. It's not been like you know. The, the it's not like Daredevil and Black Widow. It's like you know. Right. It's the Spider Man book, and like she's just happens to be like. Where's Waldo in it? Yeah. Yeah. And and when it when it comes down to it, I completely agree with you, Brandon. Killing her off on a book that's not even her own, like. Honestly, it would even be one thing if it was an event book, you know, if it was like one of those like major crossover titles where, yeah. where literally everybody was showing up and that it would, it would do it. Because, I mean, let's go back to Crisis on Infinite Earths. You know, Supergirl didn't die in her own book. She died in Crisis on Infinite Earths, but it was a it was an, an event. Universe, it was an event. It was a universe spanning thing for a character that many called the new Spider-Man when mm-hmm. she premiered. To now die in an amazing Spider-Man book where the main through line has been, you know, what did Peter Parker do, not is Ms. Marvel going to die? It just, I don't know, it's 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 such a pivot and it just feels unnecessary and forced. And I hope when I actually read the issue, I feel a little bit differently about it, but it just, I don't know, it, it, it just feels it feels like a mistake. It feels like a mistake. It just, it just continues this trend of Marvel aping their own movies. I mean, at first it was only costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would see a movie costume, and then you'd see the Marvel book reflected to ape that Marvel that movie costume in the comics. Yeah. And like, I feel like Haw- Hawkeye wasn't one. Uh, I forget which one it was. Captain America definitely. Um, well, Guardians the, definitely changed. Go, go go back to the X Men. You know the uh, the back in the early two thousands, they were all of a sudden wearing Black leather. leather. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's been going on for a while, but that's mostly like aesthetic changes. And here, I believe all the reports on Bleeding Cool just like, hey, Miss Marvel has purple glowy powers on television. Um, she's an inhuman in the MCU, and we don't like inhumans anymore. So, in the whole thing about the end credit scene of her, you know, show, you're a mutant being like, huh? Yeah, it, would, it makes sense with the whole Krakoan shit that, like, yeah, they're going to make now Miss Marvel not be an inhuman, but rebirth her as a mutant mm-hmm. as some weird thing to make her align with the with the MCU, which the MCU is like, they still gave her the same powers just in an energy form because they didn't make her like Mr. Fantastic before Mr. Fantastic showed up. Yeah. And it's like, hey, Kevin, uh, if you didn't want to do that, then maybe you should have had the Fantastic Four show up first. <laughs> 
Perhaps. And you did in Multiverse of Madness. Like, he's there. Yeah. Everybody knew who he was. Like, so I, I don't get it, honestly. Well, and, and, and when it comes down to it, too, it's also funny how, t- how, how times change because you're talking about, like, the whole Inhuman thing. And let's let's think let's let's think back to Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in the comics, how they're no longer the kids of Magneto in comic lore because mutant bad word. We know you as mutant because that's Fox. Oh, Fox is owned by Disney now. All of a sudden, yay, mutants. Woohoo. You know, it it it, it immediately it immediately changes uh that aspect very very much and it just feels like it's the going trend and will continue to be the going trend at marvel that just to just ape shit and then have to backtrack at some point go ahead chris well i mean this is kind of different from everything we've just been discussing again we all we're all pretty sure she's not dead but it still seems like a bad move but i had another theory last night that i wanted to bring up tonight was that i was thinking about the fact that um that disney Disney, you know, animation did an adaptation of Big Hero 6. Yes. And Big Hero 6 has been like barely in the comics. And now I don't, you know, I don't know if it'll ever join the MCU as a proper property. And I had this like weird thought that what if they want to remove Kabbalah from the comics, from the mainstream comics and shut her, shut her, shunt her off either to be just a TV movies character Hmm. or if they were thinking about creating something like the ultimate universe, but not. Uh, in the sense of being more adult or being clean of continuity so much as something that's friendly. Because I can easily see Kamala and like Big Hero 6 and maybe some other heroes just like existing in their own version of the Marvel Universe. Well, it's funny you mention that because there's a whole event going on at Marvel uh, about the Ultimate Universe coming back uh, that is starting in, I, I th- if not this month, the next month. Uh, I think it's June. Yeah, yeah, it's June. Uh, Ultimate Invasion, uh, which is being spearheaded by uh, Brian Hitch and Jonathan Hickman, um, and uh. yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that I mean, it's funny. It's just funny that you mentioned that because I mean, like, are are we going to get the Ultimate Universe back? And maybe instead of Miles Morales moving over to the Ultimate Universe this time around, maybe somehow Kamala gets involved. I don't know, but. It's all cockamamie. Or maybe Miles ends up in this like hypothetical kid-friendly universe that I'm imagining. <laughs> it's possible. It's certainly possible. I mean, so uh, do, do you know that? My, just going to Miles real quick. Do you know that in the Spidey and His Amazing Friends cartoon, Miles's code name is Spin? Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty lame. That's worth, <laughs> like, like, I just, I just watched this short with uh, Noah last night, and uh-huh. it, he's always told me because I'm like, that's Miles Morales. He's Spider Man because that's what we call him. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, Dad, that's Spin. And I'm like, oh no, God. it's not. There's Spider Man, Spider Man, and Ghost Spider. <laughs> he's like, no, it's Spider Man, Spin, and Ghost Spider. Oh, God. And I was like, okay, bro. And then I finally caught him. Somebody called him Spin last night, and I was like, oh. You weren't wrong, Noah. <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprised me. Like, if they want to stick Miles back in the Ultimate Universe, fine, because mm-hmm. then he can actually be Spider Man, and nobody will complain about it. Yeah, but also, I, I will I, complain about it. I I feel like they went to such lengths to 
merge everything to begin with. I mean, yeah, that was also a Hickman story. You know, Secret War was a with a Hickman story. And by well, Spider Miles Morales books were never better than when he wasn't part of the main MCU. Yeah. Yeah. There there were there were some there, some of the some of the Bendis stuff post uh being in the MCU was was pretty good. And I'll also go to uh Solid and Ahmed's run on on the title uh that, that I enjoyed uh, for the most part, except for the whole clone saga weirdness again, because I mean that, every, that was every, okay, but I every feel like Spider-Man needs the, a clone saga, you know. The the, the video game got Miles right because mm-hmm. they actually made Peter his mentor, mm. and ever since ever since Miles moved over to the main MCU, it's like, hey, here's an idea all the other writers in the universe have yeah. with the video games and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or the fucking cartoon and the MCU. The comics just can't get their shit together to be like, hey, maybe these guys should be in the same book, like the fucking world's finest of Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, you know, and have Peter actually be his mentor and interact with them, and that would give them both something to do rather than, you know, rip apart this weird Mary Jane shit you, you or mean, kill Kamala Khan or whatever, you, mean, you know? You mean what DC's doing right these days, which is actually remembering their legacy like they hadn't been for a decent amount of time, and now Marvel which I felt like was on the right path for a decent amount of the last decade. I I'm reading, I'm reading fewer and fewer Marvel stuff right now. Like I'm actually back on the DC bandwagon. I feel like it's like a, it, it is quite literally a roller coaster with me because I feel like I get to the peak and then it falls, and then a peak and then falls. Like whether or not I'm more Marvel, more DC, more Marvel, more DC when it comes to my reading right now, I'm way more DC. It's just, it's, it's, it's more exciting and it's more fun outside of the X line. Uh, in Marvel, and again, I'm behind on Amazing Spider-Man, but I was reading and enjoying that book, uh, and She-Hulk um, are, are like my three standouts that I can turn to at Marvel that I continue to really love outside of, you know, miniseries that they've been putting out, like Defenders and stuff like that. Um, can, I, can I get on the Spider-Man thing real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah I, I didn't comment. Um, I'm not going to brag about my, my fandom, but like, you know, he's a he's, my biggest character and um i mean i'm not the 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 wells run has been um real hot and cold Mm -hmm. and the as of last week the discussion was all about like like peter and mary jane yeah um and you know depending on who you are you can blame the fans about that you can blame marvel by that but that's just like the the bees nest that they keep on poking and so based on last issue the real anticipation was all right can they justify this shit with next issue right and as we've mentioned before yeah, Kamala's been in the, the comic, but like not almost not really. Mm-hmm. And and it's been mentioned before, but like her dying in Amazing Spider-Man because she doesn't have a book right now. But like the fact that like the dedication issue, like Fallen Friend, is like surrounded by like the platonic Marvel heroes, mm-hmm. like the Thing and Wolverine and, and Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, I said on the Metro's thread, but like this is either a big swerve because it's obviously a bad idea, mm-hmm. or they really don't know what they're doing because if you're going to at least, I mean, I don't like Deadson comics anyway, because they're immediately, um, fake outs mm-hmm. and like, they're not meant to last. Yeah. But if you're going to do this, you know, she, she had, like, she had her own books for years. Where's her family on that cover? Where's miles and the other champions. Amadeus mm-hmm. Cho Cyclops. And if you look, I think the solicitation is like, she was a great supporting character for Spider-Man. Whatever it is like, okay, this is obviously like, 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 
intentionally disrespectful as a swerve. Yeah. They're really, really floundering. Yeah. To throw Fantastic Four on that cover, like, they fucking care. Like, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, I feel as though I, I'm not confident that, that I don't know because it, cause at this point in 2023, they got to know the internet by now that, like, because I was arguing with Daryl earlier today that, like, people actually like Miss Marvel. But there's also a weird thing about, like, um, why would they just, why would they do that, you know, uh, and kind of shove away that, that goodwill in such a disrespectful way? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 literally have, like, you know, like the John Romita senior Marvel heroes mourning her death. Like, Peter Parker doesn't really know who she is. Like, why is he crying? If that was Miles, that was, oh, well, maybe this is legitimate. But it, 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 it feels like, I mean, I don't want Marvel to be this dumb, mm-hmm. but... I mean, they've done so much bullshit in the past that, like, why should why should we believe in them now? Well, and I mean, they've had some good interactions. I will give that that they've had some good interactions between each other in the past. You know, Ms. Marvel and Spider Man, but not enough to be like it's going to matter that much that she's dying in his issue. You know, like because Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man's everywhere. So of course, Spider Man interacts with every, with every single character. That's just the way that, that happens. They. They they pointed out that this is like the fiftieth anniversary, I believe, of Gwen Stacy's death. And I'm yes. like, why does that need to be celebrated by killing another female character? It it doesn't. Yeah, Much less celebrated at all. Like, what? yeah, it's a legendary storyline. It was fifty years ago. It, you don't need to put a fucking like anniversary issue of like, hey, here's where we killed if, a female character. It, Woo. If you if And they advertise this as like the big yeah, the biggest thing since Gwen Stacy's death, which implies, you know, at least the idea that this would be permanent. Mm-hmm. And one, no, it's not, but also like really you're going. You're going to snipe the 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 chief Muslim superhero in commemoration of like when this girl got chucked off the, the roof. Hey, like, look, <laughs> look. If you're going to celebrate uh, Gwen Stacy being killed 50 years ago, I've got a refrigerator to sell you. But uh, that's beside the point. Uh, Why would you do that when when End of the Spider Verse comes out, uh, two comes out where you see Gwen Stacy swinging around and actually celebrating that character? Like yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, like this is this is this is like. This is like oblivious on on a level that like is hard to reconcile with. And, 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 and not only that, and and the, the other thing I feel like they stepped in is this weird like negative culture that's like celebrating this death oh God, already. Please, and I know it's only going to get worse. And I'm I'm not one to be like, hey, don't do things out of fear of the. Let's not mm-hmm. like I, I'm not advocating for let's not do this because it's going to get one group stirred up politically versus the other. Right. Like if you have a good story to tell, fine. But by all accounts, this doesn't feel like a good story. Yeah. You're handicapping a major representation uh, superhero who a lot of people do like mm-hmm. that you were pushing for years and years and years. And then, yeah. Oh, by the way, there's this really negative group, you know, is celebrating this like it's some big fucking victory when it was literally her and blue beetle. Jaime Reyes were the two, two characters in the last, what, 20 years mm-hmm. uh, that actually caught fire in terms of like continuing to appear in other media and, yeah. and have new books or, you know, coming out like name another new character from either company other than Jaime Reyes and Miss Marvel miles. But but like that's 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 um I think most Marvel is a bit of a different thing because even though she's technically a lesb- a, a legacy yeah. character like it it feels different because of like her background. Mm-hmm. But also- yeah, but like I'm not counting I'm not counting Miles like Miles is a great example. But I'm not counting him here because he has that Spider Man moniker. Like yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, what that's bigger with, yeah. than everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and and to go back to it, like I mean to to go back to what Chris said earlier, the fact that 
you know, both G. Will Wilson and Saladin Ahmed are writing this, this, you know, fallen son. Uh, it's not called Fallen Son, but it is Fallen Son comic uh, <laughs> that uh, that Ms. Marvel is going to be in, you know, brings me at least a little bit of hope. But what they need to do is they have to actually stick the landing on this one, one way or the other. There's only two ways to do that, and that is her death is going to matter in the Marvel Universe, and that it, and that means you pull up Captain Marvel and she literally never comes back, but her death actually means something. And that's and, and that's and that's strike one. They're not going to do that. So let's go with let's go with two. And two is you're gonna have to craft a damn good story to stick the landing on this one to make it mean any lick of sense whatsoever. Because if not, then I am going to firmly believe that this is another uh Nick Spencer situation with Spider-Man where there was a story that was going to be told and then uh-huh. editorial came in and we're like, yeah, y- that's not happening, dude. So you're going to have to pivot. And uh, then he was like, I'm out. So he ended his shit way earlier than he was supposed to. And that was the end of that. I, and also, I wanna, and also I wanna, flatly, like Zeb Wells, I, 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 I like how he writes Peter Parker. Like, I, I love how he writes Peter Parker's I agree. Like, voice and his, yeah. his actions. I, I, I'm not, which doesn't mean I love all of his ASM run. But like even with the best one in the world, he's not the guy to do this. Yeah. Like, like if you're gonna kill off Kamala Khan, have Jill Will Wilson do it. She's yeah. still around. She's still working. Like mm-hmm. like why would you have this goofy ass guy writing the Spider Man story do this? By the way, like, like, what, 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 also what, the the Rick and Morty guy. Do you like really, really? <laughs> I mean, have you guys met Zeb Wells? Like he's 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 not the most. I mean, like you know, I'm not trying to insult him, but like you know, he's a pretty silly guy. Like, yeah. like he's not. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not expected to cry. I've also comic. enjoyed his comic books a decent amount of time. You know, I mean, it, he was one of the brand new day architects, and that for the most part was successful Spider Man. Um, I mean, going back, I to, really didn't like brand new day. Well, <laughs> yeah, I got somebody it, else. Yeah, it, I, I, it, agree, it, agree, it, agree. It, you know, obviously, you know, of course, you know, it, it, it takes or takes. You know what I mean? Like, I I think that there was a decent amount of good stories that came out of that with the combo of Bob Gale, Dan Slott, Zeb Wells. Like, it was a brain trust type of situation. And you're gonna love it, or you're gonna hate it. I happen to be on the side of, of liking it for the most part there, uh, except for here and there. But shit, whatever shit happens. He also wrote it, and memory serves. Didn't he also write the the, Didn't new, he write War- the new Warriors? I was gonna say he wrote the New Warriors like reality show te- uh, take, which I actually really liked um, back back in the day. It was it was weird, and then of course Civil War happened, and you know took it to eleven, and then completely Penance. screwed up what was going on over there in every single way. But it wasn't that bad a comic? I actually really enjoyed it. I just want to end this conversation with this note, and let's move to the next topic. It took DC 80 pages to make you care about the death of Ted Kord, Mm -hmm. and and he was much less than a secondary character. I don't know how Marvel's going to do it in 20 pages, Mm. because DC needed 80 for it to make it matter. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. All right. Uh, Answer your first question, uh, Brent. Uh, uh, For a legacy character... Uh, Jessica Cruz actually has also had a movie as well. That's uh, true. Wells, I, I, I'll give him credit. He's been on some books that I've actually liked. I did like Italian's run as well for for the uh, Krakoa, early Krakoa stuff also. But like, it's just, I don't think, and especially after reading ASM now, like, I don't think he actually enjoys writing the book other than just being on it. 
that makes mm. sense. I, I don't I don't I don't it's know. It's a little I, presumptuous. I, I, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a tough take to sell. Right. Um, but um, I mean, well, I will mention. Way, um, the way just, he, but the way he, he's just perpetually shitting on Peter Parker's life, and like I, I get that the that's the conceit of the character. Like, see, the character is terrible shit happens to me. I got to deal with it because that's power responsibility. But like, it's just dog pile on the fucking rabbit now, and it's just not fun but, to read. I was listening to um, a Word Balloon episode today, and they were talking to the guy who does the – or the, they – John Sanchez was talking to the guy who does the Hall of Justice podcast, which I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But he, he had a um, – <clears throat> no, no offense to this guy, but they were talking about superhero media basically. And he his basic thing was he doesn't like any of the the Peter Parker in the, in the movies, especially this new one. And it seems to be – and I'm – we're talking about this and I'm linking it back to Peter Parker in the last 20 years. Like everything has been, Oh, it's my fault. Oh, it's my fault. Oh, it's my fault. Like Tom Holland, Peter Parker, great character. I love watching him as Peter Parker. However, he had a point that like everything that happens to Spider-Man, it's his fault. Uh, you know, he's not jumping in and saving anybody. Contrast that with the nineties, amazing Spider-Man show mm-hmm. where it's Spider-Man being Spider-Man and, um, you know, he's jumping in being heroic every single time something bad, you know, things bad things happen to him, but not every villain interaction is his fault. Whereas everything on the movie side with at least the last two, uh, he was saying like the, the Amazing Spider-Man franchise and the Tom Holland one, everything villain wise is somehow Spider-Man's fault. He's got to take care of it. So it's not. It's not with great power comes great responsibility. It's with great power comes you're always at fault. That's the thing about Brand New Day that I I just fundamentally disagree with, and I, I because like the idea of Spider Man is that like his guilt complex like you know has it to where everybody hates him, mm-hmm. and like it's a very simple thing. People like Peter Parker. Peter Parker has friends, yeah, but Peter Parker suffers because he is Spider Man. Everyone here, I presume, has read the original ASM fifty where he quits. Mm-hmm. His life is fine, yeah. but you know like like villain shit happens he has to be spider-man again like when he's spider-man his peter parker life suffers because that pulls you know he's being pulled at both ends it's not because he's he's an innate loser which i know joe casada has explicitly said before like and i think that like when you have a certain idea of him going in because i don't know if if, like kamala's gonna die because he's derping around or something like that i i highly doubt doubt that's happening frankly because i don't think that that's gonna happen yeah And, and and i mean speculating too much on the how and the why behind it you know, when we are still two weeks out, unless they decide to release this comic early, which they're not going to, they're going to make you salivate for two weeks and then they're, then they're going to release it. Um, I'll, I'll wait until it's actually out to get the final conclusion on that. But I, and I mean, I may very well be the strongest proponent for Zeb Wells on this very podcast when I say that I, I really hope that he is a good enough writer to at least somehow make this feel like it makes the slightest bit of sense in the comic itself and that it wasn't just slapped in there by by an editor even if it was you know you better have to (laughs) yeah i know yeah exactly because like even if it's a half good comic i'll be happy because this shit just feels weird to begin with but also what happens in asm 27 once you're once you're said and done with this is it going to be all mopey all the time or is it going to actually be something, you know, or are we just going to get next story arc and move on from there? Because, you know, somebody's dying on Peter's watch again. Like, there's going to be ramifications. I, 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 
I, I can't get on board with like if it's half good, I'll I'll give it a pass. No, like this better be damn good. Yeah. like what, what, what? It's a ba- it's a bad idea. Right. <laughs> it's a bad idea. So, oh, you know what you said about they're not going to release it early because they want us all to salivate. Yeah. But the thing is, they could probably release it digitally early, mm-hmm. and the print edition will probably still sell out because everybody loses their shit over these things. Of course, you know, of course. It's been thirty years, and people still have that collector mentality. Mm-hmm. And, but now let's see, that has me wondering, like, you know, when we talk about, oh, no, there was this leak. And I'm like, what makes you think that wasn't intentional of to course. make sure that people up the orders on this yeah. particular issue? Very good. Point. Yeah. It was a it was a leak and an, an EW report that day. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And mind you, like, you know, blurry photo leak, which then the Internet was like, well, this, you know, this could be faked. And then EW's out with it. So either fastest turnaround ever and this was meant to come out two weeks from now and they just happened to have it in a can which is oh, not no. how this works um or yeah, Ian, you know that you worked at engadget i know. You know how long it takes to turn shit around exactly exactly which is why yeah no abs- absolutely this this is an internal leak there's there's no question about it that it yeah was, that, it, that makes sense to me because i feel that like if it was an actual leak we would have seen how she dies mm-hmm. rather than just the tantalizing image of her dead yeah and David kind of hyping up as like, uh oh, I won't have to go to any conventions anymore. I got to stay up here. And <laughs> at the same damn slot, corny stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I feel that, like, I'm, I, I've thought to myself, too, maybe they're like, either this is a swerve, like, right? Either this is such a, 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 a bait and switch, or they're doing this to, like, kind of manipulate fandom to kind of get ahead of a certain conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, internal leak with high res photos, like, that day. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't high res at first. They were once the EW article came out, and that's that's no longer a leak. That's called a press release. <laughs> they were suspiciously fuzzy enough that yeah. it looked like it was too intentional. Exactly. Like like it, it could have been some dude went to a comic shop who somehow managed to get an early shipment and took a picture, but that ain't how that happened. It was straight up like it, it had to have been somebody at Marvel setting this up. Like, come on. Can we take a vote? How many people think it was intentional? I do. <laughs> Unanimous. Everyone baby. raise their hands. Yeah, that's it. I when the day started, I did not think that it was intentional. By the time the EW article came out, I I thought it was intentional, and that's and that's just plain and simple, you know. Yeah, all the Twitter, all the Twitter, like like the Ms. Marvel, Spider Man, Marvel Entertainment Twitter uh, profiles were all like you know presenting it as news. Yeah, like hours, like within inside of six hours after right. after the leak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so last night, even Marvel had their own post that was like fully fleshed out, had all the art and had all the solicitation information. And I'm just like, yeah, there's no way you're turning that around that quickly. So, yeah. And also, here's the thing uh, Diamond sends out books the week before, not even the week before. The, when Marvel releases on a Wednesday, they come out Sunday yeah. or Monday before mm-hmm. it, the stores. Yeah, not, not, not yeah, two weeks. Two weeks now. They're still in print right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, so yeah. just to, to to finalize this, I'm looking on Amazing Spider-Man on my iPad where I purchased them via Comixology. Yeah, because I'm not an illegal motherfucker. Uh, and it looks like they uh, she hasn't appeared in Amazing Spider-Man since before Dark Web. It's been like seven mm-hmm. months. Okay. Like um, the last one before Dark Web starts is number twelve, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm downloading that, paging through it, looking for. Miss Marvel, yeah. and I do remember her having. Didn't she have like a dark web spinoff? Is that yeah, why? Did. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that yeah. she fought in dark web. But I mean, I, 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 when they did King Chasm, I dropped that thing like it was hot. Like I was, I was like, nope, no way. I was, I was wondering, like, why is she getting a dark web tie-in? That makes no sense. But yeah, 
she had she had a dark web tie-in. Uh, it was an X Men Spider Man story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't she? She's not even in Amazing Spider Man twelve. So to say that like uh, Miss Marvel's a character in Amazing Spider Man, she deserves to be killed off in the book she's in now. Like I would argue, she's not in that book. And it's so it's, it's disingenuous. It's also so weird too that like I didn't I didn't even realize that Ms. Marvel hasn't had her own book in in this long. I didn't either. I thought that like during the uh, her show because yeah. I dropped the Saladina mid run. Um, it just didn't interest me. Didn't interest me as much as the G. Willow Wilson run. But like I just remember it, the, the conversation online. Someone said, "Yeah, she does not have a book right now." It's like really they didn't even relaunch it during her show. Yeah, no, they gave her an, uh, looks like an unlimited series. Yeah, they did. They gave her. They gave her a limited series. I remember talking about it on a, on a, on a previous episode for CGS that they, that they that she was back in at least that form. But I had thought at the time that that was a you know just another series. You know that was another mini series going on at the same time. That's weird to me because like they gave Shang Chi and Iron Fist series. You know, relatively uh, lesser characters compared to Ms. Marvel. I would say in terms of pop, in terms of modern popularity, mm-hmm. they had ongoings when their movie slash shows came out. So like, why not relaunch? An already popular character. I mean, sales are sales. I get it, but like, it, I was shocked when she when I realized that she not, apparently she's not had a comic book in three years. Hey, if, you, if you put JRJR on a Miss Marvel book, I bet it would sell. Yeah. So it depends on who's I, inking him. Guys, I, I decided to go to Marvel.com because I wanted to find that like nice announcement that Marvel wrote up about Kamala's death. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that like I have to really have to scroll down to find it, and it's like one day ago, mm-hmm. and it's already gotten buried by a ton of stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. like other stories. And what what really sets off my alarm is that on the right side of the page is this thing called the hype box, okay. which could be like algorithmic, could be done by like traffic or anything, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say most popular. It's the hype box, which in, which kind of indicates that it's curated. Mm-hmm. And the Kamala story is nowhere in here. And you, it's definitely been updated. They have the Eiser Awards, the premiere dates for Loki and Echo, uh, the Daredevil story and the Ant Man story, all stuff that was posted afterwards. Huh. So there's yeah. Tell us how this works, Donovan. Yeah. Inside Man. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't work for Marvel. I work for, I work for the, the distinguished company, Brand Eck. Exactly. So. Brand X. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, and 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 mind you, there's supposed to be Daredevil news coming out as to who the new writer of that is supposed to be tomorrow, which they're going to be revealing on a Marvel podcast. So oh, is Zdarsky done? Uh, Zadarsky's run is ending with issue 14. There'll be a new Daredevil uh, series launching in September. Uh, rumors have been going around the internet because this is, this is the internet that it's going to be Zeb Wells, but we're going to find out tomorrow who it actually is rather than uh, the internet saying so. So we'll 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 see one way or the other. Um, he ruins next, guys. Yeah. Art by Frank Miller. Let's go to that. Let's oh, go to that. That, 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 that Wolverine oh. cover, man. That Wolverine cover. Hot damn. Uh, and you know, it's not even, I'm not even mad about it. Like, I'm not mad about the Wolverine Frank Miller cover because it's, it's Frank Miller. It's what I expect. Yeah, whatever. Like, who cares? But the fact that there were people like trying to like, you know, shit on him for a cover. And I'm like, come on. He's well, I mean, he, there, were, there were people simultaneously shitting on him and trying to give him the be- world's best blowjob via Twitter at the same time, being like, <laughs> look at this legend, look at this mastery. And it's like, um, 
Like I feel like if if you didn't have the triangle claws mm-hmm. on that cover, it wouldn't have caused a a uh, stir as much as it did. Yeah. Because like Frank Miller's from that era where Wolverine's claws were circular and pointy at the end, like a claw, like your finger coming, like another every finger and it wasn't until i don't know jim lee or something that they became blades coming out of your knuckles like if you go back and look at the original john byrne stuff like they're clearly rounded you know yeah much less if you if you take the uh there you go <laughs> if you take the idea of it being a, a bone claw mm-hmm. being covered in adamantium yeah it would be fucking circular so like that's all that tells me is that, yeah, he's thinking that they're circular claws and he's going to draw them in his weird angular Frank Miller style and they turn out to be triangles. And, and, and I think God that's that what Frank set Miller people off. did that. Like looking at this and then I looked at like his um, Chris Claremont miniseries uh, classic Wolverine like cover with him like, you know, mm-hmm. beckoning the reader. I For a few minutes, I genuinely forgot that he drew that older cover because, you know, he's been drawing like this since Sin City. Yeah. Um, well, this is this is Sin, there's Sin City. Then there's Dark Knight 2. Yeah, this is And true. then there's this. Yeah, there's this Holy like, Terror. Then there's this. I mean, look, styles evolve. Like, uh, when, you know, to the, to the listener, we were actually talking about this online the other day and, you know, about how maybe, you know, because he's getting older or whatever. But at the same time, there are artists who are younger whose art styles have greatly changed. Oh, I sure. think of Chris Bacolo. Yep. Like, I can't look at Chris Bacolo artwork because everybody's fingers are always like splayed oh, out like God. this. Or, um, <laughs> Who does that? Who does that? Who does Extreme X Men? Uh, oh, well, oh, Laroca. Laroca. Salvador Laroca. Salvador yeah. work is now unrecognizable. Although, so uh, to be honest, uh, though, it's it, pretty recognizable. It, it, it's still, it's still Laroca, like at the core. It, it started changing around his Iron Man run, um, but I think that there is there are some books that it really works well on, like the Darth Vader stuff. That was that was fantastic. dude. The, his run on Alien recently was good too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's clearly evolved and changed. Definitely. Like you look at you look at his uh, his X Men stuff that he drew, like uh, you know, in like the early two thousands, and it's a complete it's completely different because he wasn't photo referencing uh, back then. You know, he, he well, this is a, t- a topic that um, I I don't think is is like like. Um often you know brought up amongst comic fans is that like even all the greats mm-hmm. age oh and i always i always find it strange whenever like someone looks at like like uh, a classic legendary comic artist at you're, you're drawing at the end of their life and like mm-hmm. oh that doesn't look as good yeah because they're freaking old i yeah. mean like i god bless him john Romita senior is well into his 90s and like i think every time they kind of you know beg him to do another cover like I, ramona Fredon did a cover for um Superman or actually comics today, and it looked good. Mm-hmm. It looked good, but it's, at the same time, I feel that like oftentimes, as Chris was saying, uh, uh, artists are held to a standard of like dec- you know decades past, yeah. and like because um, Frank Miller was always an extreme because people were making fun of his artwork like years ago. I remember like um, the Master Race covers with Superman oh, on the God, Wonder yeah. Woman. Like well, the, this, this Master Race had many. The he did all the look like the the mini comics in there too. Mm-hmm. So. That's the most recent panel artwork he's done. And I, I think what stirs us up about Frank Miller is that, you know, the guy wrote and drew the fucking best, considered the best Batman comic book of all time. Whether you want to call that Batman Year One or Batman Dark Knight Returns, you know, it can apply to both if you want. Mm-hmm. And, and, I know, I know. It's technicality. Okay, I was going for Dark Knight Returns. I didn't want to leave Year One out there for those Year One guys. They're like, oh my God, it's better than Dark Knight Returns, whatever. Um, 
but his art I think what what's disservicing Frank is that his artistic output has slowed down over the last 20 years of whereas course it has. you had uh some of those other greats that had a definite end to their career like mm-hmm. there was a beginning there was a middle and there was an end yeah. and then boom they were done and because they weren't legends like Frank they didn't get asked to do covers or whatever that kept them in the public eye or kept them talking right. like Gene Colan you know god rest his soul I feel his stuff got scratcher, but his um, – I feel like when, when he was on CGS back when we were in college mm-hmm. 15 fucking years ago, yeah. uh, his stuff still looks good. It still looked like Gene Colan, yeah. and there wasn't the evolution. If you look at Joe Kubert's stuff before he died versus like his heyday, whatever you want to consider that, there's still like a stylistic evolution, but it's not that different. And Neil I Adams think is Neil Adams one. has the same thing. So there is an evolution, but it's small and incremental. Like mm-hmm. it's not – not everybody is like Stuart Eminem and Frank Miller, where their style goes from one end to the other, whether you like it or not. Well, and, and, uh, and, Eminem's still here; he's still working. You know, he's doing great. But I think Frank, he has the legend status. His style switched from a complete one eighty mm-hmm. from Daredevil to now yeah. to Dark Knight to Sin City to now is going even further in one direction. And he's, you know, he's got that legend status, so it's keeping him in the public eye. So he's getting more scrutiny, and he's had health issues like. I was at the fucking Frank Miller signing here in Orlando in February. The guy clearly has a, you know, he's gone through shit. And and there's some things he can and can't do physically. I'm not going to say what it is because that's his personal business. Mm-hmm. But I think it's taken a toll on his art. And people, you know, whether you air that out or whatever, you need to respect that. I guess somebody's getting older and if. Marvel wanted him to do the cover because they know it's going to sell. They're going to they're going to put it on there, whatever it is. And yes, honestly, it's not the worst thing he's ever done. Oh yeah, and plus, like I'm looking at these other covers that he di- that he did because there's a, there's a whole series. There's a comic speed article that goes that goes into it. It's a it's a series of variants that he was clearly uh, you know tasked with with creating for Marvel. Mind you, number one, they're variants. They are not the main cover to these issues. It, that Blade one is really good. I yeah. like that one. And, and, what and, is going on with those swords, though? I, yeah, I, I, would, I would agree. I, well, he's, he's, he's holding them gotta be like this, yeah. I guess. I, I, Behind it. I, I can't see the bottle now, I mean, the, but it's there. The, the Moon Knight, I think, is not bad. Yeah, I didn't I like see this one. Yeah. This is phenomenal. And frankly, even when they looks... Even just like same post like as Wolverine, but it's the thing, so it works yeah, but, better. But but, like, but but what what I what I wanted to focus on specifically, I mean, going back to what you're saying about you know artists evolving and changing and what have you, it's like he's an artist. He's allowed. Like he he is allowed to draw the way that he. And, and I've grown on this over the years. Trust me, because like there's artists that I hate and there's artists that I that I you know avoid because they're not my style. And me, 10, 15 years ago, would be like, well, they suck. And now today, I'm a lot more like, well, you know, it ain't my bag, and I and I move on, and I don't get salty on it because, frankly, they're making money, and you move on from there. That's it. Marvel asked him to draw five covers in his style for today. They didn't ask him to go back in time and be '70s Frank Miller. If they want to do that, I'm sure they've got file artwork that was never used that they could easily slap on a cover. <laughs> You know, instead, he drew yeah, these fresh. He's still drawing. And, and as you said, Brent, you know, we don't know about his health or anything like that. And he's still managing to pull this shit out. That's actually dynamite for him. I'm I, not, I, I'm, I, I and I'm not a Frank with, Miller fan. Like, Frank, yeah. straight up, I'll, I'll admit it. 
Yeah, I agree with the sector of the internet that thinks he just needs a different colorist. Yeah. I don't know who colors his work now, um, but I like some of the fan recoloring. And I hate the whole higher fans movement, but some of the fan recoloring, I was like, you know what? Like a more pop art style might actually work for it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not up to Frank Miller to adapt to our expectations, but I feel like Marvel and DC could do him a lot better with how they treat his art. Yes, and, and, and mind you, he has his own independent that. publishing Im- imprint right now. So, you know, it's not like Frank Miller's disappeared. You know, he's he's got he's got a whole bunch of shit going on right now uh, over at the uh, at the imprint. He's basically like, co- I think DiDio's helping Frank, him. Co- Frank uh, Miller presents and yep. it's co-run by Dan DiDio. Yep. And DiDio's writing some stuff for it as well <laughs> for FMP. Um, he's got he's got some uh, some of the Cuberts working on stuff for him over there as well. It's it's a pretty cool venture, and I'm just I'm at the point in my life where I'm just happy to see artists continuing to work. Period. I don't have to like it. I'm just glad that they're still working. You know, we've lost a lot of people in the in the business over the past couple of years that were either younger, way younger than him, or way older than him, or his age. Just let the guy work. That's it. You know. You no, know, I I don't know if I agree with you. Um, uh, respectfully, of course, because I just objectively like 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 three out of four of these covers. I don't think it's very good artwork. Mm-hmm. I agree with what you said that, or maybe it was Chris that like Marvel and DC need to really reconsider how they use Frank Miller to sell books. Yeah, because you know, of course, you know, he's the man's a writer, mm-hmm. and I, I think you know we've seen his artwork in different styles, as in like black and white and stuff. Right, there's ways in which in certain contexts it can look much better. I feel that this kind of stuff is very is a very cynical. It's Frank Miller; it'll sell, and then people online will, will discourse over his style and his age and all that kind of stuff. I, I feel that like this was not the best case scenario of mm-hmm. employing a legend of his age and yes. of, of his talents. I'll give you that. So I, I don't know if I say it's cool because he's getting work, because I feel that like he's kind of being throwing a little bit of a of a of an internet bear trap. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, if people don't buy these, then maybe they won't ask him to do more um <laughs> which would be which would not be bad because i don't like i don't think it's very good content. well but but the, but but what i'm saying specifically here is that like you know they tried something here if it doesn't work then they ain't gonna do it again like that's it you know uh and we could talk about that for marvel we talk about that dc we talk about that image we could talk about that anybody that they're gonna throw stuff out there and and if it doesn't stick then so be it. We were just literally talking about that with the, you know, with the Ms. Marvel stuff. It very well looks like it's not going to stick, but they're still throwing it out there. This is a cover. This is a lot less of a big deal than it is a storyline. Yeah. It's a very it's cover new look. at that. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I, that's why I can't get upset over this shit because it's, you know, the collectors are going to go out there and they're going to buy these variant covers and they're going to slab it for, and, sell it as a 9.4 for a thousand bucks like that's what they're going to try to do are people going to buy it probably not but hey that's what the collectors are out there trying to do i read digital <laughs> so it doesn't matter for me nearly as much anymore what do you say brennan but uh, it's just yeah i got it um i have nothing really to add other than it's just once these covers are going to sit in shelves for months, I'll say right now. Yeah. Because the younger people don't appreciate, you know, there, there's a there's a disconnect between the appreciation of, like, 
the amount of talent that Frank Miller has put into this industry mm-hmm. and what they're getting out of it right now. So yeah. they don't really, they don't really get it. Yeah. And these covers aren't for them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And the people who shop at my stores now, maybe one or two are older, who are like been reading for decades. Most of them are like, you know, twenty, like early twenties. Yeah. Around that, around that age, they don't under they have, who are now just reading for the first time. So it's, I feel like this is kind of lost in them, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. And and going back to it, like. If any of these younger kids were to, you know, open up their their Marvel Unlimited app and, you know, look at, like, creators or what have you and find Frank Miller, they're going to find his Daredevil stuff. They're going to find his—they're his, going to yeah. find, you know, all this all this Wolverine stuff, all, all the old stuff in a very, very different style. And huh? maybe they'll appreciate that more than they appreciate this, or maybe they won't. But they nevertheless, won't. They, won't they both exist. That's it. You know? Like— there's nothing we can do to stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny story. Uh, one of my coworkers who works at my store doesn't like old art. Why? And Frank Miller's, I, they don't like old art. Okay. They just, they don't like it. And this is very much old art. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I get, I get what they're saying. Like, you know, the coloring processes have come, have come a long way. Mm-hmm. Lines look smoother. Lines look smoother now. Things look less scratchy and scritchy. But it, but uh, it, a lot of readers now mainly in it for the aesthetic of the actual book, not sometimes the heart that goes in. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, that sucks, but it's fair. Uh, but that's also the industry, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, hell, I'll, I'll look back on comics. I mean, all, all you need to do is look at early digital coloring from the mid uh-huh. from the early 90s and how bad it was <laughs> to see just how far we've come digital coloring wise since then you know like you're, t- you're, you're telling me that uh that Malibu comics was in the forefront at, well they, they were in enough of a forefront for Marvel to buy them for the coloring process and not not for the characters <laughs> that, that was that that literally happened at one point in our industry let's let's go back on that you know yeah I want my prototype book god damn it yeah man where's prime where, where's my hard case <laughs> Oh my god! I watched the opening to that awful animated series. I, know. <laughs> hey, I, I watched all those episodes of that, and I don't think it was it was just Ultra Force yeah. on the USA Network back in the day. Oh, oh hell yeah! It was that and Wildcat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah! It's like the Sunday morning version was that, and some other weird cartoons. Didn't I think it, Dark Darksiders or or uh, they had the Street Fighter cartoon at one point. I know that Street Fighter, Darksiders, Savage Dragon, uh, Wildcats, um, Mortal Kombat. Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat, Extreme, Mortal uh, Kombat cartoon, oh, so good. Mortal Kombat, like it was like uh, Outworld Realm something. Don't don't you don't you and and Ghostbusters, Extreme Ghostbusters. That shit was my jam back in the day. Oh, that uh, show was good. Oh, I, that I, show I was awesome. That show. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's a next generation Ghostbusters that I honestly wish that they would go back to in one form or another. No, yeah, because I, 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 that was by the same guys who did like the Men in Black cartoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that Men in Black cartoon was awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The Men in Black cartoon where the movies took place in their universe, like the actual Men in Black movies took place in oh, okay. their, in, in their saying, universe. Yes. Yes. That yeah. That's so that, that was their explanation as to why their continuity was different than the movies because the movies quite literally were movies in their universe. <laughs> that was the great, the greatest 
swerve at that series. I, honestly, I love. That I need show. to do a rewatch of that show. Oh, I don't remember man. that, but I love that show. Uh, and the Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Oh, Jack, Jackie Chan Adventures was great. It kind of bugged me though that they kept pretending that the voice of Jackie was Jackie Chan, <laughs> even though we all knew that was a lie. Yeah, like, it's it's way too good it, English. It was James C. I'm like. I know James C's voice. Yeah. Bad day, bad day, bad day. It also didn't help that they would have the Jackie Chan bumpers at the end, and you're like, this is yeah. clearly not Jackie Chan. Chan. It's a completely different voice, guys. Right. I was confused when I was one of the kids. <laughs> I was like, the, the, listen, was it, like 13 when they came out? I'm like, you might know, I'm like, this is different, guys. Well, listen, listen, Donovan. More than anything, talisman not important. All right, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's head over to some uh, DC stuff since we've been talking Marvel for a decent amount of time here. Uh, since the last time we talked, there were some DC movie announcements, uh, to say the least. Uh, it'll it'll be very James Gunn heavy from this point forward. I I just want to warn gun 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 gun. And uh, we'll also talk some Shazam too and some other shit in, in between there. Dawn of DC. Like we're gonna try to get as much in as possible in this episode. But uh, James Gunn is now the head of of DC Comics uh, movie division. Um, I guess technically, what is it? DC Studios is is or is is what it's called, or is it DC Films? Uh, the actual... It's not. It's not the DCU anymore. Thank okay. Christ! But it's like a DC. I think it's just DC Universe. Okay. Yeah. Because, um. But yeah, the the announcement came down a few weeks after they they announced the whole you know Henry Cavill thing, and then they were like, on second thought, maybe not. Um. So clearly, J- uh, Henry Cavill's said and done with. Yada yada yada. We know that this is all old news at this point. I want to know what you guys think about Gun's slate of movies that were announced uh, a couple months back. Um, and where we're heading, because it has since been announced that James Gunn will be not only writing, but directing the the Superman movie that's going to be coming out uh, sort of as the lead of this new universe, uh, even though there'll be a, like one or two things happening before that actually hits. Um, what, what, what do we think as, as him as, uh, as, you know, Major Domo of, uh, of DC? I think Brandon has his hand up first. Brandon? Uh, yeah, so first off, he's actually the CEO of of Warner Brothers Discovery's DC films. Thank you. And uh, like, I, I honestly, I'm excited as fuck for this. Really, <laughs> I I like having someone who like we, we since we've been saying this for years. DC's real main problem was that they had no one as a head storyteller or a head right general figurehead. For, for the guy figure. that they did was a renegade madman. <laughs> yeah. Like to to just you know give direction to their to their film, and, and having someone with with Gunn's pedigree mm-hmm. who actually has been on both sides of the camera, yeah, uh, writing and directing, uh, coming up from like doing really shitty budget films with um uh, with Troma, mm-hmm. they'll breathe that now. Like, I this is probably the best thing that Warner Brothers could have done to gain some bit of trust back in their audience. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Absolutely. And, and like, the actual slate of what he's doing looks, I'm surprised like, really fucking good, too. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised, like, like I didn't expect Creature Commandos, and we're going to get that. Yep. Um, the Authority, Brave and the Bold, uh, yeah. Supergirl, like whole bunch of shit that I would have never expected to be on a slate. 
Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, which was my book of the year last year, mm -hmm. which has now been selling like fucking gangbusters, again, is going to be made into a movie. And that's like, like if you wanted to do Guardians via way of DC, that's how you, that's how you do it. Yeah. My my favorite like, my favorite out of this entire slate is going to be uh, uh, Law and Order Lanterns, which 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 should be interesting because you know in the true in, detective in, in in the in the criminal justice system, Sinestro is especially heinous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are seven colors. They're equal, they're equal equal importance. These are their stories. Bum bum. Uh, and yeah, Booster Gold getting a series out of this, like a Waller series, continuing the whole Suicide Squad uh, angle of it. Uh, Paradise Lost, Swamp Thing. Like this is this is a lot of shit going on. Uh, of course, as memory serves, remember that there was once going to be a cyborg movie. Uh, no, that was no. I remember the episode of Comic Timing where you guys went through all those scheduled things and listening in my car. I was like, "Ain't never gonna happen." Uh -huh. it, we were promised a Green Lantern Corps movie at one point in time. Yes, we and were. then it turned into a television show. Mm -hmm. And where is it now? And, and now, now it's now it's a grounded Green Lantern story set mostly on Earth, involving a, involving an alien threat or whatever. I'm just I'm just gonna point to Green Lantern Earth One. Over mm -hmm. here, yeah. I'm just Gabriel happy Hardman. It's not just Hal Jordan. It's Hal and John Stewart. Thank God. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Lantern, Earth One, Gabriel Hardman, Volume One and Two. Mm -hmm. Fucking phenomenal. If there anything like that, even though those don't take place on Earth, they take place in space. If there anything like that, they'll be awesome. Can I can I point out that we're finally getting a live action film Robin for the first time? Since how dare you have yeah, like, like Chris O'Donnell erasure? No, no, no. <laughs> Pregnant I, pause I, for, the, for the first time since Joel, Joel Schumacher. <laughs> hey, my, mind you, I just I just watched Joel Schumacher's uh 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 God, what what was it? Oh yeah, Cats. Um, not too long ago. Uh, wait, 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 oh, no, no, I'm sorry. What was it? Cats? No, Phantom of the Opera. That's what it was. He was Phantom of the Opera. Um, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I'm, I'm getting my Andrew Lloyd Webber's confused in my head because I watched them back to back day, day by day. Uh, Cats was Toby Hooper, if thank I remember you. correctly. You're right. The, yes. Yeah. Who, who also did Les Mis. Yeah. Um, but Schumacher did uh, Phantom of the Opera. And Phantom of the Opera felt like it could have been the spiritual successor to those Batman movies and some of the setup. Like, I actually didn't hate it. But so you're saying, you're saying that Jarbert was actually not bad? Yeah, he's actually not bad. Hey, it gave us Emmy Rossum, which gave us Shameless, which I'm happy oh. for. Which gave us Bulma <laughs> in Dragon Ball Evolution, baby. That's what no! I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, no. Also, it's Tom Hooper. I'm going to correct myself so you don't get any well actually. Thank you very well, much. Actually, it's Tom Hooper. Yeah. But um, uh, but yeah, no, uh, and and the choice of it being Damien this time around. So we're just going straight up, you know, father, son, uh, Batman, Batman and Robin. Well, biological son, because he's got a whole bunch of adopted kids. But, what, what, I, what I love about this is that like they both Gunn and Peter Safran specifically said this is a spring point to introduce the Bat family. Yes. So there's no information. Instead, like derpa derpa, Damien's the first Robin. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it's either going to be like the animated movie yeah. with Nightwing, or mm -hmm. at minimum, you know, because like they're probably going to do like the Dick and Damien dominant duo thing. But like you know, we could get Tim Drake because mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. like it's really easy to like if you're going to do this Bat Family setting, then you can kind of like just shorthand. Oh well, okay, Damien's around, but like there's a whole host of other characters that he's compared negatively to like it was in the comics yeah and i thought that was actually a masterstroke because 
when it seemed like the Matt Reeves movies were going to be like our linear Batman storyline, mm-hmm. with the best one, I was, I was like, how do you give me what I want, uh, movie to movie to movie to movie? You really can't do it. Like, like yeah. Pattinson's at best going to be in three movies. So if you're going to have this setting of like, okay, well, this is the DC universe. This is our Batman, and this is our interest in Bat family by doing the, the Batman and Son, Damian Wayne storyline. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to retroactively have these. Because I feel like it's, it's almost a foreground conclusion that there's, it's, there's going to be more characters at least introduced through here and then definitely for the, for the future. Oh, absolutely. I, yes. just, I just want them – I just want Damien to look up at Bruce and be like, how long have you been Batman? Ten years. How many Robins have you had? You're the fourth. And be like <laughs> – <laughs> I get a new Robin every work? One. I get a and new Robin every one. Like in the closet. Oh, I'm yeah. still here. <laughs> I get a, I get a new Robin every one and a half years. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, they can do like they can think of like the cat fucking say ten twenty years. What they, what they every time my laptop dies, I get a new Robin. <laughs> hey, I, hey guys, I, I got they're on lease. I, I can't use them things and the entire amount at the trade in. You've heard you've heard of a blue screen of death. I have a red screen of death. Oh, oops, oops. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, think, I think that the, uh, the the Batman and Son animated movie did a pretty solid job of us. It's like this, like the yeah. scene of Damien in the cave looking at the Robin costume was pretty evocative. Also, the su- the Super Sons were. Right. I was going to say Super the Super Sons animated movie not only stylistically is phenomenal, mm-hmm. but it was a really great film too. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Something new. But yeah, Superman Legacy is the is the title. Of of the movie, uh, set to be released on July eleventh, twenty twenty five. Hey, if you had asked me about Superman Legacy before seeing Guardians of the Galaxy, which I know we're going to get to, mm-hmm. yes, I would have said nope, not on board, mm-hmm. no way, no thank you. Uh, spewing shit about sophomore humor. Look at Peacemaker. Look at Suicide Squad, which I like Peacemaker the most. Yeah, out of everything he's done, but after seeing Guardians three. Whew, hot damn! Am I fucking excited for right. James Gunn Superman? Um, He's—I I feel like he's going to get the emotion down. The stuff he's been saying on Twitter, mm-hmm. although that's a separate conversation. Like, dude, just shut up on Twitter. Um, shut up. Keep going. But he's, nah, he's, saying, he's saying the right things. He's yeah. posting the right things, and then you go watch Guardians of the Galaxy, and you have like Peter Quill's not a Superman analog by any stance, but like it's got things there that are Superman reminiscent. Mm-hmm. And then you've got shots in there and action sequences that are like, wow, this would be awesome—a Superman movie, or wow, this like Adam Warlock flying through shit is like, wow, this I can't get can't get more excited for a James Gunn Superman movie at this point than watching this at this second, going like, oh, I don't care for shit. About about this golden guy, but goddamn, if this was Superman, it'd be awesome, and Jamal would be so excited to be creeping his pants. <laughs> well, what I what I look forward to, um, and we've said enough on this show that the Zack Snyder take on Superman was not for most of us, except for Brent. To listen to that classic episode, good times, Mwah, like fine wine. Brandon starts out on his side. Brandon winds up not on his side, uh, but. What I, what I, I'll never forget. Never forget, man. That was, that was, that was good shit. That was good shit. All right. I go right in the back, baby. <laughs> exactly. The chair from off the top rope, baby. Uh, love it all. Love it all. But, um, what, what I'm just lo- straight up looking forward to is just a brand new take on the character that is just a little bit more grounded. That's not the grounded character from JMS, thank God. But, uh, just, I don't know, more fun, more colorful, more hopeful, more character driven than than what we got before. Uh, and and you know, 
let's emphasize on color, by the way, because no more sepia tones, please, for the love of God. No more sepia tones. Uh, it, <laughs> here's a challenge. Here's a challenge for everybody, because I, I was just thinking about this, that like, it seems as though much of Man of Steel was, uh, it, not completely, but in some ways, um, a reaction to Superman Returns. There's yeah. a whole, like, he didn't hit anybody kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's that. And it felt like so much of that was an overcorrection. Right. To where, like, I'll be damned if Cavill Superman I literally smiled, um, aside from the flying sequence. And in this one, there is, you know, there's, there's, there's suggestions, at least on the online fandom, that, like, Legacy will be a sort of, not reaction, but, like, you know, may comment on the Snyder Superman, which doesn't need any more comments on, uh, frankly. I mean, I, as much as I don't like it either— yeah. I mean, I feel that like the, the narrative is set. In. I don't even think he needs it needs to be a quote unquote comment. It just has to be its own thing, which is going. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think that like we're going to have a a, a comparatively traditional, yeah. optimistic Superman, right? And I agree with Brent that like you know, my and this is kind of my my thing with the whole gun, DC gun thing is that like a couple of years ago I wouldn't have liked it because like I, I just it took me a long time to kind of get on board with the Guardians movies because like I'm not a fan of the like I said yeah, the sophomoric. Like, you know, like, like cartoonish humor. But the more you watch a storytelling, especially with Guardians 3 and the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's into color. He is a genuine comic fan, and he knows how to do emotion and drama. Mm-hmm. He does. And he himself was like, like, like turned down Superman in the past because he didn't feel he was right with it. But he, and he explained yeah. how he got on board with it. Mm-hmm. So this is just somebody who like just takes himself – he takes himself and the work seriously. Right. Stylistically, it may not be right choice. I, I, I think it's perfectly fine because we live in a universe. But like I think when it comes to like the, the, the essence, I, especially with, with both Superman and with DC Comics, I, I think we are genuinely in good hands. And I don't want you – don't, you don't want to narrativize the whole – James Gunn will save fandom kind of thing because we'll get in no, trouble doing that. No. But at the same time, I'm still very excited. And I think that like um there may be some misses. I, I'm, I'm not expecting them, but oh, they, sure. that's just the way that like the, the, the dice ends up. But there's a but vision. I, I, there's an actual vision finally. You know? Yeah, there's enthusiasm for it, and not just wouldn't it be cool if Superman and Batman hooked up or, yeah. or Lois and Batman hooked up or whatever it was. Like like it's just an, an idea for like let's establish the universe and why these characters are cool rather than how much destruction they can do. Brent, Brent spanning, uh, spamming the chat of the uh, Zoom, by the way, with pictures of of, of Henry Cavill smiling, uh, some of which were uh, m- removal of mustache smiles, by the way. So just <laughs> just 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 pointing that out. But what 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 I what I want to say is that it, it, harping off of what you said there, Donovan, you made a really good point. Is that there might be some misses, and you know what? I'm actually okay with misses at this point because. Not every single Marvel movie that came out has been a hit. You know, there there have been some misses. There have been some so-sos along with the good ones. I'm more of a I, – I, I like that movie for the most part, but it was also not great. But what I, uh, what I feel like now is that at least you have someone's vision, and no one seems to be fighting him along the way. Zack Snyder, for everything that he had, he tried to have a vision. It's just that I personally believe – that DC never believed in that vision, and and because Jeff of Johns that, has talked about how like he was like talked down to during Man of Steel. Yes, yes, like he, he said was. that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but along those lines, you had Man of Steel with a very a very specific Zack Snyder tone. You had Batman v Superman with a very specific Zack Snyder tone. You had Wonder Woman with its own with its own tone and personality, completely separate from that. You had 
And then when you get to Aquaman, which is just ridiculous. Um, I I mean, I, I yeah, ex- exactly. Like, like, you know, Octopus playing the drums like that's. As- that was fucking cinema, man. <laughs> True. I I enjoy the movie. I, I think I think it was way better than I thought it was going to be. But it's campy as hell. It's all yeah. fun. It it was the mummy underwater. Like basically, that's that's what that entire movie was. Even though a lot of it took place in the desert too. So hey, it was the mummy. Uh, Brendan Fraser mummy, mummy, by the way, not uh, not Tom, Tom Cruise mummy. Just need to point that out. Um, Cruise was great, also by the way. What was he really? Uh, it was not at all. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, like there were, there were a lot of competing tones going on there. And now it seems like at least that ship has been righted to a point where everybody seems to be on pretty much the same page and we'll get some stuff moving forward. How we get to this and how like the universe will reset itself, I guess we'll find out after that flash movie comes out in June, which I'm unfortunately looking forward to. How are we feeling about that? I hate morally? it. <laughs> I, I feel so conflicted because I, I, I want to hate it, but it looks so fucking good. And I'm like, well, don't, don't make it look good, guys. <sighs> don't, and don't tell me it's like they want to make money. Like, <laughs> but like, no, but like they don't we, care about your soul. What <laughs> you saying? You, you, we've, we've all seen studio movies where they, they know they shouldn't release it, and they'll just bury it. Well, yeah, but this should have, this should have gotten buried. But this they, really gotten but they buried. literally cannot. You know that, like that's it was impossible at this point. Like, like there's so much word of mouth around this movie. I know, both good and bad. And I'm like, this should have been. I've not like heard a, a drop of bad around this movie. I was gonna say, what's not, the bad? Uh, not bad. I mean, around the the actor. The, yeah. The actor. Okay. Well, that's about the actor. Yeah. It's not yeah. about the film. Right. No, but the whole. To be fair to the film. To be fair to the no, film and the people who worked on it. Hold on. <laughs> they filmed that shit before he went cuckoo. At least halfway. Before my uh, presumption, yeah, did they? That okay. He finished filming the Flash mostly. Yeah, they, they were doing a lot of like had re- all that weird uh, grooming shit, and then I think he probably yeah. went back for reshoots. Yeah, there were there were reshoots and stuff, but like the bulk of the film had been done like, like at least three years ago, I think. Yeah, and it, it, all right, because well, that explains why the movie looks so fucking polished. Then, yeah, yeah. But by the way, they, uh, by the way, they when referring to Ezra Miller, uh, that's. It uh, doesn't doesn't matter. Sorry. Well, well, no, but yeah, still, like, doesn't doesn't matter how much shit he that they've done. Like, that's 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 what that's what the they they, and they yeah, exactly. Voice me on my own. No, I, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think, apologize. Think they've gone back to maybe using he pronouns also. That's why. Oh, really? Uh, has 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 that changed? I think I think that changed a little bit. I think that was like in the news a couple weeks ago. I'm I'm just gonna roll with the words Ezra then uh, Ezra. Uh, has has had enough enough problems that for any other film, yes, they would have been able to bury it, but for what they want this film to be, it was impossible. Uh. The Batgirl film got buried because of this film, and I stick by that. I said that even when we were talking about it the last time around, that this this got buried because Michael Keaton Batman was supposed to be appearing in that Batgirl movie. And the Flash got delayed yet again, and Batgirl was supposed to be coming out in December. Way too few people have been pointing that out, that they were going to premiere a Michael Keaton Batman before— That was going to be on HBO Max. They were going to delay that. Doesn't matter. If they were going to put it out ever, it would have had to have been after the Flash film. The problem was 
you had those settings of young Michael Keaton bat or I don't know, was it young? Young my know. ass. No, he a was young James young. Gordon yeah. in a you know, it, it was a James Gordon from Zack Snyder verse and a yeah. Michael Keaton Batman in the yeah. same fucking movie, which it, I was exactly. like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not. Yeah, I, I think that there's a genuine like, continuity problem because I think now with there's no Batgirl movie and this Flash movie set to reset everything. Because mm-hmm. like, I think I think for a while, wasn't the idea that like, Keaton was going to be the universe's Batman? Which that was the idea that was being floated around. It was never confirmed, but we sure believed it. Well, is he, is he supposed to appear in Aquaman too? That, but then, that, then they retry it with Affleck? Like... I'm who, uh, who knows what's yeah, going to be an Aquaman too. Yeah, I don't know, man. Apparently, it, that movie's not very good either. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure. Which I'm like, it. how? Because James Wan delivered a banger with Fast Seven and Aquaman. So how yeah. how can Aquaman two be bad? I don't know. <laughs> you cannot tell me you take Mirror out and that movie falls apart. Like it's got more Patrick Wilson, more uh, hopefully more Black Manda. Um, gosh, that actor, what's his name? He was Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I don't even know what it's about, but uh, Yaya Mateen. Yaya yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's got more of those two guys. We don't know until we see it, too, because yeah. like I don't know. They, Nobody's been... seen it, but the rumor mill is that oh, Aquaman Two is bad. Oh, oh, are you, are you telling me that the rumor mill has said something about a movie? What? That's that that's madness. There's a there's a there's a there's a. Uh, Geeks and Gamers as videos like across the Spider Verse fails already. Big loss for Sony. It's like, what, the, what time machine were you using? Like this thing's not out yet. What the hell? Uh, God, the movie that was, everybody likes and wants to see. My, my favorite was their video on Guardians of the Galaxy being an absolute flop. I'm like, my God, it's been a week. It made 130 million. It's the second highest grossing like like movie of the, of the year. It also it, it also had I think the, the second the best, best, uh, best drop off. Yeah, exactly the second best drop off out of any of any of the Marvel movies. Uh, Black Panther. Exactly. Yes. So like, I think this is going to make some money. <laughs> quite frankly, it's but it's woke. It's it's made seven fifty. It's on track to make a billion by the end by the end of June. Mm-hmm. I think it's good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I want to before we get too heavy into into talking guardians because I know I know we're going to um, just just any any other thoughts you want to you want to make on the slate um, whether or not it's going to take Roland Roaster for Chris to see a Superman movie again like it did the last time or uh, like like what, any other any other things you want to mention about the slate before we get into Shazam two and then and then Guardians. No, Shazam two. I actually didn't see Shazam two, but I don't care. That's like, that's fine. You didn't miss much. Spoil it. Spoil yeah. it, please. I- I enjoyed it. I... <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah, um, it is a movie. Can I, can I can I just say real quick about yeah. about the whole slate thing? Mm-hmm. Um, oh god, I was going to say I had a really really fucking salient point too. Oh, you, you got this. I think I think the shape of the DCU will not be seen in Flashpoint, but in Blue Beetle actually. Mm. Okay. I think think Blue Beetle actually is going to be the tone setter. For this new for this new universe, mm-hmm. and from going by that trailer, it fucking looks good. I, guys. I, I thought it looked great. Yeah, I really it thought good. it looked great. way better than I was expecting from that from the looks of that trailer. Like it, he doesn't look like a Beetleborg. That made me super happy. Uh, hey, you leave Smallville Blue Beetle alone, okay? I dude, come on, man. That that <laughs> that was bad. That shit was awful, Brandon. Come on. <laughs> you look at any of the Smallville costumes now, and you're just like, oh, that looks like. Like, I like those. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Although actually, the, the the Hawkman costume actually wasn't that bad. Uh, looking looking back at it now, that's that that was halfway decent. From there wasn't a Smallville Hawkman. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Michael Shanks. Yeah, Michael Shanks with a full body. Wait, 
<laughs> Hold, please. Yeah, J- yeah Michael- JSA. The, the, yeah. the JSA episode had a, had a Hawkman. Actually, actually, the Doctor Fate one looked really good, too. Yes, that's, uh, that's I remember Doctor Fate. That's true. And the yeah. Star Girl. Let's let me yeah, see for Hawkman. Let me see if I can find it. Oh yeah, okay, I see it. Yeah, called. Okay. Here we go. It's in the chat. Let's see. Throw it up in the chat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Yeah, that looks better than the Legends of Tomorrow Hawkman. That's for sure. Oh yeah, Hulk. definitely. Okay. Yep. Yeah, good old, good old, good old Michael Shanks. Like. Got bringing in bringing in those uh, those Canadian uh, Stargate alums as much as possible when you're filming in uh, in Canada. Hey, you gotta throw up the helmet picture, okay? You okay. gotta all right throw in the helmet and the wings I'll, for the full effect. I, just I will, that you're like oh, I, it's small though. I, I will get that. Hold on one second here. Let's see if I can find it. There we go. I got it. Okay. Boom. Oh, he was yeah. also married. He married Erica Durant. So yes, that's why they got him. Yes, they did. Voila. Boom. There we go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not too bad. Yeah, All not right. too shabby. Even though he's got kind of got like a Thundercats vibe with that uh, with that red uh, logo in the front. Although hey, it, has. It, it confuses me every time I see it. I know. Ho! Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, Donovan. You don't have much to be spoiled about with Shazam Two, outside of the fact that uh, Black Adam never happened. That's it. Okay, so <laughs> Shazam Shazam Two. Did you know that the uh, the Wizard of Shazam was in the Black Adam movie, and he was also in the Shazam movie and Shazam 2, and yet he has no idea he was in the Black Adam movie. <laughs> and he got a makeover. Yeah, complete makeover. Like, it... it uh, Dono, you're on mute. It's, uh... Jaimon Hatsu forgot that he was in those movies? Yes, he did. Yeah, but and he doesn't <laughs> even Morgan Freeman, and he doesn't even remember who St- who who Star Lord is. Like that's that's the worst part about Digimon Hansu. Like who <laughs> who that man deserves better than what he's been doing. And he knows it. Any voice? I was reading some article where Digimon Hansu's like, "Fuck Hollywood, I need better roles." No, Drew, he's not was, wrong. He's I been know. complaining about that since the nineties because you remember it was he was in Amistad, right? Like Amistad, he was yeah. making mm-hmm. a big deal. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, he's a new talent. This is going to be amazing." Mm-hmm. And then just nothing happened for him for like the next decade. Yeah. I, I he was in Four Feathers. I remember seeing him in that. He was who, playing the same who? kind of character as Amistad, but. He, he honestly, he hasn't done any, he hasn't been given the opportunity to play anybody other than like an alien superhero or uh, old He was time a villain in Fast 7, you remember thing. that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot he about was? that. Wow. Yeah. Because The Rock killed him in the most improbable way. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do not remember that at so, all. The, the rocket launcher, that's right, yeah. yeah. He was in the helicopter while Vin Diesel was battling Statham in, in, uh, on a street fight. Yeah. Their wrench sword fight. And then yep. like Vin Diesel says, the streets always win. And like does like a, a Hulk smash. Yeah, that's on the right. Oh, God, I remember that. <laughs> he, he dropped the garage on him, yes. Oh, I remember oh. that, but I don't remember Jaimon Hansu in that film. Also, also, sh- also shit, I forgot that I got, I got my Fast X tickets. Uh, anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> um, he's in Gran Turismo uh, uh, coming up, so I, I, I saw the, I saw the trailer for that. It actually looks shockingly decent. That looks hilarious. I know. Yeah, uh, he's also supposedly going to be in Gladiator Two: Revenge of the Gladiator. Um, and, <laughs> and the Legend of Gladiator's Gold, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> Gladiator Boogaloo, even better. Uh, and uh, Rebel Moon, he's he's in. These are the only upcoming things that I see for him at a quiet place day one 
which I think is the Quiet Place prequel, if I remember correctly. Ooh, fancy. Um, that John Krasinski Quiet is Place writing. Quiet Place 4, The Return of Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> a, a Quiet Place well, a, one, one half. Uh, not so quiet. Only slightly <laughs> quiet. Uh, the Loud Place. <laughs> yeah. Can, can, I ju- can I just say that Shazam 2, as Brandon really well put it and chris said as well it, it sure was a movie i'll tell you it was it was it was like i went to the theaters it was on the screen stuff happened it was a movie baby better or worse than black adam oh it was worse worse, worse. <laughs> worse. no are you for real he's worse it's worse like it was bad i was losing i was like looking at my phone Damn. oh i love uh, i actually was, really enjoyed it it's i was i, I was not like, into it at all i, I Wow, and I love the first film. I liked it, but here's the thing: like, I thought the first one twice. So did I. It is so oddly different yeah. than the last one. Yeah, and that's the way because the first one was really fun, like mm-hmm. really like endearing, and like this one is. They tried to be like endearing and tried to mimic the same formula as the last one, but it just really. Oddly toned, and it's just like, also I, I it's the box office bomb. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it is. But but it, I don't like. I don't know if it's like, was it the acting itself, or like, was it the script? Was Night. it like too busy? It, it's just like, it's just something about the movie where it's just off. And like it, you, I wanted to like it more. I thought it was fine, but like it's just like. I, yeah, well, well, I feel first off that our that Helen Mirren and uh, it was Lucy Liu, right? Yes, mm-hmm. they phoned it in. Oh yeah, like like they they go on their press tour. They're talking about how it's so important to see like female villains, female villains of color, and all this. And yet they look so bored the entire time. I'm like, yeah, you get to wear the costumes, but yeah, you clearly are just there because you know statistically you're going to have to be in a superhero movie at some point. Yeah. So, you know, they, they took the money and ran. Like, they just phoned it in. And that that turned me off with that movie. I was just like, the, the villains are so flat. The storytelling is flat. I thought the characters were still fun. Like, when the kids are kids. Oh, yeah. Like, that. that's what Megan it shines still me. delivers the goods. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it's really, it really shown for me in that aspect, at least. But um, talking about it being a bomb, I, I feel like... Uh, it definitely got kind of buried or shelved by DC because like Black Adam was getting this push. Mm-hmm. Every single time I went to the movie theater, I was getting a trailer from Black Adam. It didn't yeah. matter what the movie was. Meanwhile, like when I mentioned the press tour with Lucy Liu and Helen Min, I didn't even know they were in the movie until I actually was sitting in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like, I knew I knew shit, Helen that- I- I knew Helen Mirren was in it because I saw her in one of the trailers. I'd kind of yeah. completely forgotten that Lucy Liu was in it. But like I said, I had, unless unless I specifically was looking up the trailer online, which I guess I never did, yeah. I didn't know anything about this movie. Like, again, Black Adam was shoved down my throat while this was just like, oh, it's coming out. Maybe I should go see it. Eh, might as well. Like, I, I think the problem with this Shazam 2 movie is like the first movie succeeded on the fact that it was him and the the bond between Billy and uh, Freddy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whether it was Kid Freddy, Kid Billy, or uh, Shazam Billy. Here, fucking Asher Angel got the sh- short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. It was barely in the movie because Zachary Levi had to be in the entire goddamn thing, whether he was written or made it that way. But, like, there was no Kid Billy scenes barely whatsoever. Oh, yeah. So you, and they removed 
Freddie Freeman from that dynamic mm-hmm. to create tension, yeah. even though that was really what made that first film work. And that's what put um, Jack Dylan Grazer on the map right. as a as an actor. So like you remove that core tenet of the film, and I think that's where it falls apart. I think the other thing, if, like that image that Ian just had up on the screen, is that image from the the opening bridge scene, which was fun. Yeah. Um, but I, what doesn't work also is that they. I mean, this is a knock against also Jeff Johns and uh, Gary Frank for making them all look the same. Mm. But like for me, if this movie Shazam too, like he doesn't look like a leader of the group. Yeah. Like if you wanted everybody else to have that costume, awesome. But like Shazam should have the collar or the hood or whatever the fuck you want to call it to differentiate yeah. him from everybody else because everybody's stuff flows from him. I was kind of hoping he was going to have the hood, to be honest with you, because, like, I mean, to, to change the costumes the way they did, like, you, you might as well just, like, you know, jazz it up a little bit. And I mean, like, you look at Mary here and Mary you look at Darla's adult oh, yeah. version, and they're different because one's wearing a skirt and one's not. Mm-hmm. But you look at the three men on here, and they literally have the exact same costume except for colors. Yeah. And the leader of the group, to me, if he's the main character, should have some sort of differentiating factor a la a hood or, you know, whatever, make it a bigger thing. You know, yeah. so that, that didn't work for me. Yeah. I will say what I did like, and I did watch this, this actress's other film, the girl who plays uh, Mary Marvel mm-hmm. is in this movie called The Fall, which mm-hmm. is very interesting and very good. I liked her in that. Uh, so, and I did like that they made her, like, she was the only one since she was an adult and still had power somehow, like, maintain her form. Because in the first movie... Blink and you'll miss her, but she's a different character when yes. she gets superpowers. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one, the actress is both. Mm-hmm. She's the only one that does that. Yeah. There's a reason why, actually. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like they, they, she, she. I mean, I wouldn't say that she demanded it, but, uh, but they, they felt like it would be a good idea. Uh, and honestly, I, I didn't mind it. I think that she carried herself different enough when she was in, you know, Mary Marvel form than when she was just Mary. That I thought it, I thought it, I thought it worked just fine. Frankly, um, she didn't really need a secondary character. I, I think my my major issue with this movie, um, outside of uh, just the fact that I don't know, like it felt like it felt like it, it dragged at points. Like I, I I Chris mentioned that she didn't know anything about this movie going into it. I feel like I saw this movie and I still don't know anything about this movie. It 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 was it was forgettable. Like it, it's the equivalent. Uh, I I described it sort of like this. On CGS, but I'm describing it even better here because I, I thought of it after the fact. I this is the filler issue with 36 artists on 36 pages of content. Like Ooh. there were there were way too many cooks in the kitchen for this one, and you could tell because somebody told them they weren't allowed to do anything, and because of that, we got a we got a movie where uh, the wizard comes back. But how did he come back? And why did he come back? And was he always back? And they all have powers. And sad things are happening because they're they're poor. And he's turning 18 soon. So that's why people are sad. But also they're all superheroes, so they're happy. And the emotional core just didn't work for me for the entire film. Not to mention the fact that when you have Helen Mirren and you have Lucy Liu and you don't do anything with them... It's it 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 just makes me sad inside, 
and thought their whole motivation as villains didn't make any any damn sense to me. Uh, even tying it into the first movie with like the you know the snapping of the of the staff and what have you. Like I thought it was gonna go in better places and perhaps have, you know, more of the, you know, sins of of the world involved or what have you, but it just I don't know. It and, should and, have been Mr. Mind in the you. Monsters Society of Evil. Yes. Because yes. Thank you. Mr. Mind is one of the greatest villains in the entire comic book industry. Oh he is well, so funny. Oh Donovan. And I have something for you. As oh, someone yeah, who right. did not see the movie, guess what? They dicked us off. They dicked us around with this one. They they didn't kill him off. No, 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 See, no. I left. I left before this last credit scene. Au contraire, sir. Final credit scene. After the mid, you get to the end. End credits. Boom. You're there, and there's Savannah in jail, still in jail, and it's been what two years since since the last uh, the last movie uh in what a waste of mark strong yeah and, and he's sitting there in his cell and then mr mind comes back and and he's like i finally have all the keys to my amazing plan oh wait i need one more thing and then he leaves and then the movie ends <laughs> say what you will about mark strong he was great as sinestro mm-hmm. he was great as uh what was it, savannah yeah he brings it in the Kingsman movies. I enjoy him every time I see him. What the the what was the movie he did with the guy who played um uh Boris, the comedian guy? The Brothers Grimsby? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you haven't seen the Brothers Grimsby, think- it's hilarious and Mark Strong's great in it. Yeah, and we've seen him on stage. Yes, yes, we did. We saw him quite literally on stage because he was on stage with us because we were sitting on that stage. Was that the a view from the bridge? A view from the bridge, yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that, that, that was an awesome experience. And- Which I just I don't want to get too off track here, but yeah, View from the Bridge, also directed by Eva Van Hove, who's directed the current production of Don Giovanni at the Metropolitan Opera. And nice. if you're in New York, you should go see it because it's actually really amazing. Also, subtly gaslighting the audience because the set moves very, very slowly. <laughs> nice, nice. No, I literally had a moment. I was like, I'm pretty sure that building faced us before, and now it seems to be facing. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's real anymore. Brilliant! I love it. Oh my god! But uh, you, I think Ian, you mentioned there are too many cooks in the kitchen. Them, them, like not, not having a real story, or whatever. Yeah. Now, unless I missed my guess, mm-hmm. wasn't the fact that like originally. Black Adam's post-credit sequence was supposed to be yes. the JSA recruiting yes. uh, Billy, and that would have led into this, which is a much more obviously interesting movie. And then The Rock said no. Yeah, and, 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 and because yeah, exactly. And then that's why the mid-credit scene for this was that essentially it was the JSA, uh, uh, you know, recruiting Captain Marvel. Uh, you know Shazam into no, he's into, the captain now. Oh uh, yes, I am the captain now. The, the captain, exactly. Well, who, who showed yeah. up? Who, who, who from yeah. the JSA showed up? No, it wasn't. It wasn't actual members of the JSA. It was members of Waller's team. Uh, so the so the ones that showed up in guns, yeah, wife and Oconomos from Peacemaker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which which mind you, this was fil- all filmed before James Gunn was in in the driver's seat. So this was just stuff that they decided to go forward with to try to 
But goddammit, she's in Guardians together. 3, too. Like, this girl's everywhere. Well, yes, she is. But so, so everybody James Gunn has ever worked with is in Guardians 3. I, so. I, I, okay, yeah, so, d- oh, take God. a look at Nathan. Uh, Nathan Indeed. Oh, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll get there. Nathan yeah, Fillion. We'll get there. But, we'll yeah. get there. but, oh, but just, just, to, just, to, just, to, just to wrap this in a bow for you, Donovan. Yeah, they they, they recruit him into the, into the JSA in that mid credit scene, and we all know it ain't going to go nowhere. So that's... That's that, unfortunately. Oh, and it's got, I, the, I, I, it's I got the worst DCU cameo at the end with the most oh. lame ending ever. You mean, okay. Um, Chris, that was fucking lame. Chris, what did, what did you think about the Wonder Woman cameo in in, in the movie? Fringe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I honestly, like, I, I liked having her come in and have this joke. And, like, even the parents making the joke, like, what's with our sons and older women? Like, that kind of stuff was funny. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was, just, yeah. I don't know. Like, first of all, we never, I never believed he was really dead. Yeah, and it was just like, this is dumb. Lasted eight seconds, and just like magic, and it's just, it was just cheesy. Like, I would have preferred her to showing up for some other read, like entirely, literally any other reason. Mm-hmm. I would have made out with Freddie, and it would have been a better ending. <laughs> a comedy for how they. He could have been doing something, anything else. It they pulled a Marvel with Amazing Spider-Man, and they fucking put that thing in the trailer like a mm-hmm. week before the movie comes out. They're like, please see this movie. Please see this movie. I'm like, no. I, mi- uh, I missed I that. mean, I went, but. I missed that trailer, like, and I'm glad I did uh, because most of it was a surprise for me. But uh, I would have much preferred Nicole Kidman come and save him with the power of movies. Uh, th- that, <laughs> that, that, that would have been awesome. Uh, <laughs> heartbreak feels good in a place like this. But uh, what, what I... <laughs> What I didn't like about the Wonder Woman stuff is that you could tell it was filmed somewhere else. Um, and, and we know that. It just looks bad, yeah. You know, the, the director yeah. remote directed that scene. It was filmed in Pinewood in London, um, and he wasn't there for it because that's where that's where Gal Gadot happened to be at the time. So they set it up in Pinewood. They filmed that part of the scene, and they inserted it into the movie. Yeah, like you could think of a better ending of that film just being like, well, this movie's – a Fucking Fast and Furious, which references in front of Helen Mirren, which yeah. they ruined in the trailer, which would have got a bigger ha ha if uh, they hadn't put it in every fucking trailer. But like this movie's about family, and if you had all the kids kneel down around his grave and like put their heads together and the love from them built the magic up and brought him back to life, it would have been more memorable and more meaningful in terms of the film and less cringe. And it would have been a better ending than Wonder Woman showing up and be like, oh, here's my magic from the gods. And, oh, are we going to make out? No, we're not. And it seems clear that Gal Gadot cannot act. Or, or better yet, do a callback. Hey, guys, hands in. Right? Mm-hmm. Right there. It was right freaking there. Yeah. Or even better, mid credit scene, Helen Mirren shows up as Helen Mirren. And we find out that this entire time... The the you know the goddess has been Helen Mirren, and that they're the same person, and she's going to the set for the next Fury, Fast and the Furious movie. That would have been a great I just time. Wanted Vin Diesel to show up and be like, "All right, thanks." Exactly. Oh, it's, it's by the way, also the streets always win. Guess who's, guess who's back in Fast and Furious? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't spoil that. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I know. No, I'm neither. Neither have I. Okay. But like, I'm like really. 
really yeah. guys yeah i don't i don't want to say anything about it i don't want to say anything about it honestly yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Enough, like enough, i said it with marvel it's a work exactly i don't i don't i i know it's happened already but there's enough people out there who may not have heard it who may will actually be surprised at the end credit scene of fast x so i don't want i don't want to give that away but um let me see the, when, fast x part one fast x part one yes it, it might be a three-parter by the way oh Go. god Go what were you to say donna no, I was, I was just like thinking like, oh yeah, when 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 does that movie come out? Tomorrow, right? Yeah, uh, at, yeah, this weekend. We're, we're recording this uh, on on a Wednesday. It comes out in theaters Thursday night. So, Ooh, I'm, I'm, I, I want to check that. My, check my out. family, yeah. my family. I, I will. Shit, hope- I, I should go buy my tickets. Yeah, I, I will. I will. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll see you guys. Okay. Well, episode, episode's over. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> go buy your ticket. Uh, we have. We'll we, time it out. We'll see at the same time. We have one more thing that we need to discuss on this episode. Even though we have eight more things to discuss on this episode. Good. And, a good movie. <laughs> and, and yeah, let's let, let's pivot over to a more recent thing because Ant Man happened. And we ain't talking about that. Uh, oh, come on! All right, fine, 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 fine. One word, one word, one word, one word reviews, and go. <laughs> yeah, one one word review. Oh. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. I I liked it better on the second viewing, actually. Mm, okay. Well, the thing is, like a lot of the criticism of the movie, and this is well earned, is that it just looks so manufactured and so yeah, fake it because yeah. it was done on that sound stage. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really care yeah. about that that much. I did find the sheer amount of exposition, which was called out by some of the critics, it just it just killed me. Like Michelle Pfeiffer is a fine actress, and she's just rattling off all this techno babble, and I, it just made me so angry. On the reverse side, like when I say it's better on a rewatch, is like it's heartfelt mm-hmm. like the actual relationships between oh, the yeah. characters you know when scott's like i have to go save my family and he means not just this kid and his girlfriend but his girlfriend's parents yeah or the part like you read my book and, and you know and, and Hank's like every damn word of it <laughs> and i'm like that's actually really sweet because yeah. that book sounds fucking terrible oh absolutely it's being <laughs> which released. you can buy exactly. if you want yeah is, I, it, is it finally out i think i, I think it's if, it's, if it's not out now then it's going to be out very soon and i want to read the audiobook version of that because it's, it's obviously going to be read by Paul Rudd and I can't wait for that. But no, I I had I had a good time. It just it just looked muddy. Like and and we know that that's because that uh Marvel treats their uh their, you know, CG people like crap. Like that's that's just plain and simple. Like a lot of the special effects guys are rushing to make this crap happen and uh this was definitely a sad example of that especially since we know that they diverted people over to Wakanda forever and this movie settled uh, you know suffered because of it because they were yeah, there were two movies that speaking. came out there was Black Adam yeah. and there was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania yes Quantumania had a bigger budget mm-hmm. but Black Adam had the better CGI that's sad yeah Black Adam did look did it, did, it looked good I think yeah, I, mean, I, I, hate, yeah. I hate to say it because that scene where the JSA ship comes in looked really fucking, and even Hawkman looked really good. Oh yeah, Hawkman um, looked great. I, I, don't, um, I don't disagree. I want more Aldous Hodge Hawkman because of that movie. Cyclone was the, the the best part about that movie. The Cyclone, the scene when she's throwing things around, and they're all like, "My, I get it." Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I, yeah, for a character I never understood in the Justice Society book, that movie made me understand it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, <laughs> um, and, 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 and I. No, go ahead, Donald. Sorry. Um, my short review is that, like, I thought I liked it when I watched it. Honestly, you're talking about, like, CGI. Every time I look at that shitty grin on Modoc, 
I get angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Modoc was the worst oh, part. Was so the much worst. things you had to get right. I had so Modoc much fun with Modoc. I had so because, much fun with Modoc. And th- this is not a transition. This is just a, a comparison example. Adam Warlock, you know, he was he had, he was there was humor to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was not a joke character, but he was definitely play with humor. Modoc was a joke character. Look, Modoc was another cynical example of. We can outthink the source material, and let's let let's shove in this this really fake character development about Ned being a dick, and try to make the audience laugh and call ourselves a movie. I'm just glad and that's kind of emblematic of, of the whole thing. I'm just glad that that Modoc died in Avenger. Okay, look, that's <laughs> oh shut up. <laughs> that it made, it made such a big deal out of like Scott, you're an Avenger, you work with the Avengers. It's like, it's like they were trying to have the audience care about. Scott Lang in a way which they, they didn't feel the movies themselves earned. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. Like, I mean, it's, it's not the worst. It's, it's not, it's not more Thor love and thunder, but like it, it really wasn't very strong. It, I like Thor was... love, love and thunder better. Anyway. Um, but, uh... <laughs> I liked it. But I, liked, I didn't love it. And I was I'm glad I saw it because I was able to shut my brain off for two hours after work and mm-hmm. watch it. But still just brown, like brown. Well, and, and and I enjoyed Kang a lot, and I'm super glad that that absolutely nothing has happened that would change the fact that we're going to get Kang in future movies exactly the way that he was. So you know that's ugh, we were rooting for you, man. I don't even like Jonathan Majors that much, but I do admit he's a great actor. And this bullshit with the charges just. And I say the bullshit on his part because yes, yes. something's going to stick. Like, oh, yeah. we could assume that maybe somebody's lying or whatever, but there's enough accusations at this point. I'm like, yeah, no, this guy is probably an asshole. Yeah, I was I was really, really waiting for the story to come out because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Internet likes to, you know, of virtue signal and stuff. Like that. I was like, well, well, let's yeah. see how it comes up. When not only the, the accusations, but also when his management dropped him, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. when there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Not, not to mention that the, the text messages that came out were that were supposed to support him kind of didn't exactly do that um, it, that uh, was fucked up it, yeah i don't know all, all i want to say is this movie was not only a waste of kang because mm-hmm. it didn't set him up as the big bad yeah. of whatever the multiverse saga is whatever happens to jonathan majors whatever he's a great talent uh unfortunately he might be an asshole yes but the biggest crime this movie committed is that it put william jackson harper in that shitty fucking role should As be Reed Richards. Translator, which I was going to say, I was just going to say, if you wanted to mm-hmm. make the Richards family black, that guy should be Reed Richards. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing I him, would fully support it. I'm seeing him on Broadway uh, in a in a play uh, in June. And, I and if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Cheedy from The Good Place. Yes, indeed. And and he is he is a great actor. And does, I do agree that he deserved a lot better than he got in, in this movie. I think when it comes to like good act, like I said, just said with Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu is like there are people who don't really want to be in a Marvel or DC movie. But again, they know that it is such a big industry. They have to do something. So this is their way of just getting it out of the way. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he can Emma Chan this shit and level up to a bigger character in a future film. <laughs> Seriously, right? Hey, hey, look, in the movie that we're about to discuss, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, there are multiple actresses that are playing their second Marvel role in the movie, even if it's just in a suit or voice. 
So not Michelle Yeoh, though. Not Michelle Yeoh, though. Not not Michelle Yeoh. That's true. But we, you know, uh, when the Cardellini and Judy Greer are both in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three as, as 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 characters. Was. And they've previously play, played Hawkeye's wife and uh, and uh, Scott Lang's ex-wife in the Marvel Cinematic. So that's oh okay. Yep. So any anything can happen. Anything can happen if you dream big enough. Anything can happen. It's like Peter Capaldi and Doctor Who. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Or Peter, or, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's that's happened to a bunch of the doctors actually, uh, where they showed up as a bit character uh, in an episode and then wound up being cast as the Doctor later on. Colin Baker, yeah. (laughs) Yep, indeed. Yep. All right, let's do it. Guardians, uh, talk about the uh, the good CGI uh, movie that uh, that Marvel has put out more recently that actually had colors and believable special effects and a what I feel like was an awesome villain and stretched the idea of PG thirteen to what it should be. Uh, in, I don't think there's any. Ways. I don't think there's any problems or flaws or cons with this movie. <laughs> no notes. No notes at all. Honestly. I don't know if it's an all-time classic, but it's like pretty fucking flawless. I think it could have been shorter. To okay. be honest, I'm like, getting really tired of movies being almost three hours at this it point. Like I mean, two, even yeah, even Spider, right? the new Spider Verse movie is apparently the longest Western animated movie ever made. I heard, I heard that, what but I hell? didn't feel it in Guardians Three. I, 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 agree, I didn't agree. feel it. Yeah, it, well, and, 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 and mind you, uh, I, I will point out that the uh, that across the Spider Verse uh, in being the longest, I think it's also it, part one. Yeah, it's two hours and sixteen minutes. So like, it's not, it's not like that's even that much. I think this they, is need, the, they need to explain Ben Re- Ben Riley's Clone Saga spider backstory. Ex- exactly. <laughs> they spend, spend yeah. You got to introduce all these Spider Mans with a. 30 second intro right right and then a full 95 minutes on ben riley that's exactly i what they love do. the ben riley po- I mean, i'm sorry for derailing but like that poster is so sick oh i know do you think ben riley is seth rogan no oh, oh so good god be good oh my good god. good yes how do you know sense of loyalty <laughs> i mean i guess if if the guy from no. uh no, uh, no, 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 no. You know, you know who it has to be. If playing Peter B. Parker, Seth Rogen could be Ben Riley. Ben Riley should be Max Greenfield. Oh, 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 oh. Complete, I don't know complete, complete, complete. No, if you, it's all uh, new girl. Yeah, all, 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 all new girl. You know, like, like let's let's just do it. You know, if Jake Johnson, Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah, come on, let's let's just keep that rolling, man. That we could totally do that. And, and, and then have Hobby uh, uh, Spider-Man be played by Damon Wayans Jr. That oh, I, I think uh, yeah, you could have a Jewish Peter Parker. That'd be hilarious. Oh well, well they already they already have. Yeah. Ian Ian just didn't tell us that he's Spider-Man. doing the voice of Ben Riley. Here it comes secrets. Uh, yeah, just because I'm wearing a Jewish deli shirt, like like I mean, come on. But uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, you know what? Yeah, Chris, I, I what I, I want to start with you actually because I mean you might very well be the coldest on this out of out of the group, even though you did enjoy it. I know I know you were. I, I mean I saw it with you. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm actually going to see it on Friday again with my mom because we were supposed to go see it before Mother's Day, but because I was at the opera, you know mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, no, I thought it was a great movie. I was just kind of like. I feel like it could have been snipped here or there. There were like shots that I felt like went on too long. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the comedy with Adam Warlock, and I liked Adam Warlock. I thought Will Poulter did a great job, but yeah. I felt it could have been a little tighter. Uh, however, like 
that is all outweighed by the fact that, you know, as I told Ian, you know, this is why you're really asking me is this is probably the most political superhero movie ever made. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm sure the nerds would be like, oh, this wasn't political. I'm like, dude, it is about animal testing. It is very (laughs) clearly on the side of this is bad. You are bad if you do animal testing. Like, it's not even subtle. And I I heard Pete say that this is like one of the best pro animal movies they've ever seen. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, for once, I agree with Peta in my I know, right? <laughs> well, fuck Peta. I, I guess I just don't think of that as, as being political just because it's not in the main, like, fight right now. It, no, it, it is, though. It, it is. Animal lives matter. Yeah. It, 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 well, politi- it might not be, like, front-line politics, but it yeah, is definitely, yeah. like, still a political stance. Uh, that well, is I think the, the meaning of what is political has really been distorted because, you know, you know there, there, there's the, the fan, fandom that'll say that, like, yeah, having a gay person. Having a gay person is political, which is, of course, no, not. It's not. No. But this is a movie with an agenda. It is very clear about that agenda. So, mm-hmm. yes, it is political, even if we have a gazillion other things we're worried about right now. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, I don't even think like animal testing isn't even what it used to be. But I just thought that was an interesting take. Like it wasn't and it wasn't just Rocket. It was also just having the presence of Cosmo in the movie. Oh, yeah. Because Cosmo is like a hat tip to um like uh, yep. the the Kukurizvaya, little little Barker, mm-hmm. who tragically died, you know, when the Russians shot her in the space. And um, no, he even said, like, somebody was asking James Gunn, like, why did you make Cosmo female? You know, he he was a male in the comics, and he's like, well, I want to honor Laika. Yeah. And so yeah, that, he, I mean, he's that, that wearing makes sense. his 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 uh, his advocacy on his sleeves mm-hmm. here. And, and and remember, Cosmo is a very good dog. Not a bad dog. Dragon was no, no, no. She's a bad dog. No, don't, don't you say that. Don't you say that. Don't you say that. Good dog. Good. I love dog. how the other characters in nowhere, like when they're playing poker, they're on Cosmo's side. Oh, yeah. They're going to apologize because they're just so <laughs> sick of it. Yeah. Oh man, what a design! What a design for no for nowhere. By the way, like we've seen nowhere, like like you know. I know we saw the first one. We well, we did, yeah. but like seeing it fully fleshed out like it in in sort of like space chinatown was the way that that i felt like like it it, uh it had it had a real personality to it that was just fully developed this time around yeah and though they didn't say celestial the fact when uh nowhere shows up at the the planet at the where the high evolutionary is and he says like don't you know don't you bring that dead god to me or whatever it was that yeah. he said and i thought that was interesting one because he didn't say celestial i was like god damn it say it say it like i'm being a fucking nerd at that Just point the word. but i i thought it was a good piece of dialogue yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely uh did anybody cry yeah i cried i, I cried four times yeah five five times I didn't cry, but I, I I came the closest at the image of like young Rocket with his head shaved. Mm-hmm. I saw that I was, I was like, ooh. No, I. Uh, and no, I, got I, can exactly, I can tell you exactly where I cried. Yeah. Uh, the first scene, Baby Rocket, yes. being taken out of the, of the cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first scene with uh, Lila. Mm-hmm. Uh, the. The the other scene, uh, the third scene, the second scene with Lila. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're on the floor laughing, and then he gets taken to go talk to High Evolutionary after he has his little breakdown, and of course, the fourth thing, the third thing with Lila, when you realize what happens, oh, I'm like, everyone oh. fucking dies. Yeah, that was like, because uh, I, I literally thought, you know, I thought that the scene where Lila and hugging Rocket were hugging was going to be toward the end of him, re- with him reuniting. Mm-hmm. 
when it, when it happened, I'm like, oh my, oh shit, no, yeah, no, I, yeah. this can't end well at all. Nope. Yeah. The way, and, sorry. Good. Um, no, I was gonna say the way him. I'm sorry, we're spoiling at this point. Anybody's listening oh, to this, course, like yeah. the way he loses all his friends, definitely lends more weight to losing the guardians over because of the blip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. That's that's what like one of the things that really elevated this movie for me is that James Gunn is very good at taking these threads from other films and oh, just yeah. making them more meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know, unlike oh. a certain J.J. Abrams in Rise of Skywalker. Well, and not not <laughs> to mention not to Somehow, mention the fact though. that not to mention the fact that you know, like he said on he said on record, like they asked him, like so when when they did what they did with Gamora, you know, were you taken aback by it? You know, were you, were you taken were you taken by surprise? Like, well, I wasn't taken by surprise, but it wasn't necessarily what I was going to do with the character, but it actually really helped. The story he, that I was going to tell yeah. with Guardians. I, he did have to beg them to put in a kiss between uh, Peter and Gamora, though, to establish that they yeah. were a couple. Mm-hmm. Yes, because otherwise, nothing else would have worked. Right. Uh, yeah. Because he was he, he was going to kill her in two eyes, I believe. Uh, yeah, well, I never heard of that. There, there was yeah, an, there was an earlier draft of of Guardians two where she was going to die rather than uh, 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 Michael Walker's uh, uh, Yondu. Oh, Yondu. Yeah, yeah. You, you can already see the the uh, internet machine working to suck up to James Gunn because of all those articles that came out about uh, James Gunn didn't like what happened to the Guardians in the Avengers movies, or James Gunn saved the Avengers movie because he wrote down there the, has been narrative, the lore been narr- of the uh, Infinity yeah. Stones in 30 seconds. Bruh, I just made up some bullshit. Bruh, bruh, bruh. Yeah, there, there has Everybody's been a discourse like, oh, like, James Gunn, you're the best. Oh, I can't wait. Bruh. They've been like radically different in outside their own movies. I, I, I've never gotten that sense. I thought they were fine in Thor. I thought they were fine. Anymore, like I thought they they seen themselves. I, I I thought that like James Gunn like co wrote or like he wrote their scenes in Infinity War. He did. He did. He, yeah. he said he had input on all their dialogue. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the fuck he's bringing this shit up. No, for. no, no. He had input on the dialogue. He didn't have input on the plot. That's the difference. Oh, or Peter I'm Quill, sorry. Like, Guess what, everything. dude? It's fucking comics. You think G Willow Wilson is fucking happy they're killing Kamala Khan right now? No, but she sure is writing a comic about it. But yes, uh, we, don't know, so, we don't know how she feels. Exactly. As long as she's getting paid, yeah. you know, if she's a living, she's breathing she's saying yeah or woman, nay. She, she's pissed off. Well, but, <laughs> I'm sure she's pissed but, off. But, but also, I'm just saying. But also, like, uh, I mean, moving moving forward with it as well. Even talking about uh, in Thor, it comes Levin. with the territory of a shared universe. It, is my it, point. Yeah, yeah, and shared universe as well, like Thor: Love and Thunder with. You know Thor being in the Guardians, uh, you know that was another thing that uh, that both James Dunn and Taika Waititi uh, said. Uh, Taika said that he was you know doing uh, you know James got a favor by saying goodbye to that to the you know as Guardians of the Galaxy essentially and not having to shoehorn Thor into the whole mythos, which frankly you know he wasn't going to be in Guardians. Why did they, anyway. What the fuck? Why, why did they want to do that? Yeah, like, see, I, I would have enjoyed a whole movie of that. Honestly, like if they wanted to. Have Let me Thor do him a favor by and then have him the rejoin fans. the Guardians at the end of the Thor: Love and Thunder, so just to forget. fuck with James Gunn and be like, well, "Here you go, don't, buddy." Don't forget. But I mean, don't. come on, you, you like seriously, you don't think James Gunn could have had a good time with Thor and Chris Hemsworth in terms of like comedically? Like, I just feel like that would be cool too. It'd be cool, but it was not the story they wanted to tell. Yeah, like, exactly. He already had he already had his three acts all ready to go. Right, exactly. And yeah. don't forget this this that happened after his firing mm-hmm. but before he got rehired all that's very yeah true. he probably had this structured before he got fired right and, and what you know I, I have to i have to mention it 
just because the what if has been going through my head ever since everything you know came down with him going over to DC is that there is a world where sliders there is a world uh where uh James Gunn did not get fired to begin with and James Gunn is the new Tevin, Kevin Feige for Marvel because he kills him in his bed and then assumes control. Ex- exactly. Oh, like horse, no, horse head no, in the bed no. and everything. Groot's head in the bed. Oh. You know, instead of Bob Iger coming back, Kevin Feige gets promoted and then James Gunn just follows into the Feige job. Is could, that what you're could, saying? Could be. Certainly well, could be. Well, but actually, yeah. Well, that actually would track because. Um, he picked up Suicide Squad when he was no longer with Marvel for Guardians 3. So that yeah. started the DC relationship right there. And then, but, and then he got he he you know he got the role before, uh, you know got back with Guardians Three shortly after getting the role for Suicide Squad. It is actually, a hell of a, of a, of actually, a journey. Yes, oh, that yeah. would track because that was I that was I got out from movie TV side. Yeah, around that same time also. Exactly. That's when he got full control. Yeah. Exactly. And, I want to. I want to hear the conspiracy theory that like this was his plan the entire oh time. Oh God! And, like by this by this point in history, like with Guardians being well received and like him doing DC to claim, it's just like that. Like the Adam saying like this is how I win. Gifts. Please, please. <laughs> well, 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 whatever. I, it, it's not what we got. Instead, we got we got the end of a trilogy and and you know James Gunn moving on to, to other things in in other universes. So, but speaking speaking of nailing the landing, this movie fucking nailed the landing. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Like, Dude, I, like, I was crying when they had that whole fake out of Star Lord dying. I was like, yeah. that's just like his dad, God do. <laughs> they got of, me with that one. It's so I, stupid, but I love it. It's so you sad. Think, like you think, I, I thought he was actually going to die. I'm like, okay, if they could kill him off, that would make sense, right? And and I, thought, I, th- I honestly thought they were going to kill him off. When, he, when his face started to blow. It, I'm like, I'm like Right. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm like is. he's done. That was that, that was, was my second amazing visual with with the Adam finger. Oh, yes. yes. That was so good. I I'm I'm among the people who was like Adam's going to save him because they can't like, let yep. it go out with you know Adam being kind of a dick. Oh, like, of course. Got to give the man just a little bit of redemption. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the finger was. Oh, that was so that, was that was my awesome. that was my second crying moment in the in the movie. At fir- first, it was with the it was with the rocket shit, and then it was with Star Wars sacrificing himself, but it didn't turn out to be a sacrifice. I I'm still shocked that Drax didn't die in this movie, considering that uh that you know they've just straight hey, up Batista. said that that Batista's not coming back at any any time. Yeah. Like he's done with the character. Well, uh, so I, I I don't know who I was talking to. Maybe it was my friend, or maybe it was on the online. But like this movie is so heavy. That like there wasn't really any, even though like 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 Groot died in the first one, Yondu in the second one, but yeah. you didn't really need like 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 a requisite character death. Like like yeah. the way that they, the way that they end going along in the sunset is great storytelling because mm-hmm. you didn't Rocket need to was feel practically the dead the whole movie. That's true. Like, yeah. What else do you want? Oh my. Chris God. Pratt erased all whispers of canceling him with his performance in that scene. <laughs> oh God. God. Like- that was a that was, that was a career highlight for that guy. Oh my. He God. crushed it. He killed that scene. That's why so, Star Lord will return. Chris Pratt still needs a career. Can we also talk about Karen Gillan? Karen Gillan as oh, Nebula. so good. Oh god, that scene when she finds out that Rock is still alive, and you can see her break. I'm like, oh god, no. Less lesser writers would have not thought about that. Her her character arc through all of these movies is one of my favorite character arcs in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, totally. Like Nebula, Nebula. Nobody gave a shit about Nebula as no. a character. 
before was, before these movies? Come on. And, and that's what I don't understand why James Gunn was complaining about the Avengers films and the Guardian stuff because that's some of the really best Nebula stuff came yeah, from the, the scene the Infinity with War, War and Game Arc. When War Machine in Endgame, when, when she goes and gets the, the gem and like her hand gets all fried and she's like, she says, I wasn't always like this. And then Rhodey says, oh, you know, we make do with what we have. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna cry. Like I was, that broke me a little bit and, and, in the middle of that movie. You know, you know, you know that that new arm is totally based on uh, Winter Soldier's arm. Like it, it may not be the arm, but he totally like. Oh, that's why he did Rocket get that arm in, in one Rocket movie? Of he, did. Yeah. For her. he did. He did. He but, got him the other. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. No, but I think, but her arm. I told Ian. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen the internet say it's probably Stark tech, especially since yeah, yeah. it has like all those nano abilities, that's, and that makes true. sense because her and Tony bonded while they were stuck on that ship for three months. It reminded that's me of the Sentinels from um, Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like super nanotech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's another good point. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> we don't talk about the Sentinels. <laughs> we don't talk about the Fox universe, even though Deadpool is going to have another movie. I, uh, I read something today that was saying, like, the theory is Deadpool 3 is going to be the, the ultimatum of the Fox <laughs> he personally kills everybody. And I was like, I fucking love that Deadpool idea. That would be awesome. Deadpool kills the, kills the Marvel Universe. Yes. <laughs> Deadpool kills the Fox Universe. Oh Bring in God. Ian Guafode and Jessica Alba and Chris Evans back as Johnny Storm. And Chickless. Deadpool kills them. Yeah, uh, you, that would be hilarious. Ma- could you imagine getting Yoan Grupper back for like five seconds? Hey, Yoan, stay here. We're, we're going to put a squib right here in your head. <laughs> I, I will still defend Ewan Grafode as Mr. Fantastic. I think he was good. I thought okay. so. Yeah. Yoan Yoan was on the, on the best part of Johnny and movie. Ben were the best cast characters. They were perfectly cast in those movies. Maybe Ewan Grafode could have done better, but he was not. I think he should have been written better mm-hmm. at the very least. What, what I think most people didn't see was uh, the Horatio Hornblower series of TV films that Ian Grafode starred in before those films that I watched and my dad wa- made me watch them. And I was like, I like this guy. And then he's like, I'm Mr. Fantastic. And I was like, fuck yeah. And I don't think a lot of people saw those and they're like, who? I'm sorry. You mean, you mean Mr. Miracle? Thank you very much. <laughs> oh God. Can, can we? Mr. Yeah. 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 He was Mr. Miracle in JLA. Yeah, something for Don oh, to look up. Horatio yes. Hornblower. Just go. Look no, 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 no. I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm aware. Of that. I've not seen it, but I knew that he was that thing. But, uh, but, but Guardians. Speaking oh. of casting. Speaking of casting, what do we think of High Evolutionary? Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Okay. Immediately, one of the best villains they've ever done. I, I pulled up the the IMDb for this page so I could pronounce his name. He was in Peacemaker. He was phenomenal there. Yes, he was. His name. I'm butchering it. Just FYI. I don't know if this is correct. Chuck Woody. Iwuji. That's, I think that's right. That's pretty yeah, close. close. Yeah. That's, that, that's pretty Fucking close. phenomenal. He's, and Peacemaker, yeah. phenomenal here. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets a huge career off this. He's a phenomenal actor. Lots of charisma. Like, in Peacemaker, he was more threatening than he was in High Evolutionary. Yeah. In High Evolutionary, he was more entertaining mm-hmm. than he was in Peacemaker. Like, you know, you were talking about Jonathan Majors, like, having a lot of range. Mm-hmm. This guy's got range. Hopefully, yeah. he's not an asshole. <laughs> so... Oh. I, 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 I can I can actually say because we did um, uh, me and my friends did some work for HBO Max when they were promoting Peacemaker. I think I mentioned before that I, I, like we actually read the scripts before the show came out, mm-hmm. and like um, we had some ideas for promotion. Like I actually had um, um, 
uh, uh, the actress who was in Orange is the New Black, who was in Peacemaker, I, I wrote a thing for her. Uh-huh. Danielle, I forget her um, name. You can see it on my Instagram. But I'll, but um, uh, uh, Woody, who who uh, did his bit, he was so game to like to like promote Peacemaker, and like he had this funny thing where he was reading like silly Silver Age scenes from comic books, and he was like totally into it. Nice. So like, I, like at the very least, he's a fun guy. Oh yeah, like, he's, he's, he's a really he's a really fun loving guy. He dressed up in character at Comic Con. Yes, the promo of the film. Yep, he did. At whole age, that, he also he loved the character. He also uh, his character read for the High Evolutionary took place on the set of Peacemaker. So like the, he he zoomed in uh, and and you know read for the character while he was getting ready to film a scene on Peacemaker. Like, well, James Gunn's right there. That's, this is one of those things where people say James Gunn only hires his friends. I'm thinking, look what his friends are capable of. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. Like, and frankly, it's not. It's not even working with friends. It's working with a roster of actors when you've worked on tons of movies. Like, it, it's. I, I don't have a problem with 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 directors going back to the well and using people that worked well for them before. I don't have. I, a I don't either. I never care. Yeah, like, like you know, Nolan, Karen, Scorsese, Scorsese does Scorsese. it. Nolan does it. Yeah. Spielberg also. I mean, come on, a hundred percent Spielberg. Adam Sandler does it. Yeah. Yeah. Great directors all. Hmm. Um. Actually, Adam Sandler actually did the director. I'm not gonna lie. That was for you, Chris. <laughs> Directors all <laughs> the look of disgust. Oh, well, I, was, I was more thinking though. I really did like uh, Uncut Jams, a movie I will never watch again in oh. my life, and that's the sad thing. Oh. Uncut Jams. Yeah. <laughs> Uncut Jams. This is this is where I win. <laughs> As know, a weekend wanna... fan, I, I enjoyed seeing him be the scumbag that he probably is. Really. All right, you know. Uh, hold on, hold on. Counter Earth. Let's just focus on Counter Earth for a minute. Spider Man. So my thing was like, okay, Counter Earth in the comics, just yeah. to explain to people. Yes. Uh, <laughs> maybe only for Jim. Counter Earth apparently is counter of on the Earth's orbit. So if Earth moves this way, Counter Earth moves this way. Yes. yes so you yes. can never see it because it's always directly behind the sun from where we are. Makes total. That's sense. That's why it's called. Makes no sense. <laughs> Counter Earth. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm for it. Here man. in this movie, Counter Earth is just called Counter Earth because it's created by the High Evolutionary, but exists somewhere else in the fucking galaxy. You know, mm-hmm. it's so, like, why don't you just call it Earth Two at that point? Well, you but was it not it, you it's the same way that they did in, in Spider-Man Unlimited with with the with the with the fur the animal any men? Well, yeah. It's the exact same thing. Well, well because really? the, the Adam Men were created by the High Evolutionary to begin with. I didn't watch Counter yeah. uh, Spider Man Unlimited. They, they were the, the Adam the Adam Men were a creation of the High Evolutionary in the comics. So th- this this whole you know putting uh, you know animals on on a, on an Earth thing, it's been done before by the High Evolutionary, done very differently because the character of High Evolutionary is very different. We, I mean, we we did a we did a CGS review of it yesterday. Uh, and and they, they weren't nearly as sold on High Evolutionary. They, they thought he was a little bit too shouty in this in this movie. Uh, the only High Evolutionary I ever read was in Uncanny Avengers. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Remender. That's yeah. It. But also, it's other it's, it's actual other event. It's only other like really big event. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Yeah. It's it, not good well, at all. Well, it's also it's also where the the heroes reborn like. Uh, uh, Bucky and and her team of invaders wound up going to yes. a, a, after they escaped the Heroes Reborn universe. 
God. Ricky Barnes, yeah. God, okay. how do I remember that? Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm sure that like something very important in my life was replaced by that bit of information in my head. I just, I just, I just, I just want to mention that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's it, it's such such like body horror elements going on with the with the animals in this and and you know the tragic backstory of Rocket. Um, really made me hate the motherfucker really really easily. Because you, you you mess with animals that way. Brent Brent put a picture up of his new puppy just to make us feel even more sympathy towards animals in his in his episode. Like it's you really want us to hate this dude, and we sure as hell did. You know, I mean, he blew up a planet like like that 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 killed me. Like oh yeah, counter. It's not like I was really emotionally invested, but at least like we had enough characterization. Like when. Uh, when when Peter decides to borrow that that the Bat Lady's car and her husband just has like that shrug like oh god you know like mm-hmm. he, he, he's open not the fucking door <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was great <laughs> yeah no that was all good but then like it kind of killed me how the planet just gets destroyed and it feels like there's no I don't know like emotion behind it and I know like the High Evolutionary clearly does not give a crap but no, like, no. it's very clinical it's very clinical yeah, yeah, yeah I just I want to know. If the high evolutionary think why the high evolutionary thinks that 1970s Earth is the best time period of Earth? Well, he clearly found a uh, a real to real player uh, that had a whole bunch of 70s hits, uh, and then brought it back to his planet and jammed out to some Creedence Creedence Clear, Clearwater Revival, and was like. <laughs> Like th- this shit is my jam, and enough said. Earth, wind, and fire. Exactly. Well, it's interesting that like that like Wait, Peter you- Quill continues his destruction of, of planets because like he says, <laughs> well, you know, well, what what's so good about a planet where like, animal people are selling much to each other? And High Evolution is like, you're right, ba-ching. <laughs> like that's what that's how that went down. But did you notice something about the planet though? What? What was mi- what was missing on the entire time of the planet? Cities. Right, it was all suburbs. Well, that and also music as well. Ooh, good point. Good there was point. no music on the planet at all. Mm-hmm. You're right. There was there was no there was no Beastie Boys sabotage as performed by goats. You're right. Like, but, eh. but, you, but like, you know what I mean? Like, there was no diegetic music. There was no actual soundtrack music either on the planet. Mm. Very ambient sound. Yeah, very good. And point. that goes that goes to the high evolution point of why humanity was what he tried to strive strive for because they had oh, like creativity, music, creativity through music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why he, which is why he always played the minute wall. If right. you're trying, to, if you're trying to recreate humanity, then why are you using bats and blue jays and because because he doesn't people because he doesn't want to recreate something that's already happened. He wants yeah, to yeah yeah he he um he's a software engineer. You know, like, oh wow, like, like that that that's that's the way that I, that I, that I describe it. Like he's he's looking for he's looking for the perfect project and. And he'll do anything to get it, which is also why he was so hell bent on finding out how Rocket turned out so damn great, because he's the only one who turned out that way. And, you know, you got you got to repeat something in order for it to actually be successful. Okay. If you accidentally do something, then it's just a bug. And that's, you know, he's basically trying to find out if if, if Rocket is a bug or a success. <laughs> I get how so you said the CGS guys thought he was too shouty. And yeah. I can I can see that. Uh, observationally, but I feel that that's, yeah. that's a, even as it's a that's a bit too dismissive, just because like he he 
his his convictions are so what they are that he is a character. Mm-hmm. He is utterly detestable, yeah. but he is not like written just to stir up emotion. Like that's he's he's a living breathing character, and I said I think that that's just this is just a real success of like um of. I know it's just like these people that exist in the MCU. Oh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes they're really one dimensional, and sometimes they are a guy that you. When was the last time you really enjoyed hating a character? Mm, that's true. And not like ironically or whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, it's it, it's been a while. Because <laughs> one thing one thing I feel like the Marvel uh, universe has been trying to do is make us sympathize with villains, and this was quite literally the first villain that I've come across in a while now where I could just straight up say, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been an accusation that like there's too many uh, villains with a point. People yeah. point to Killmonger, people point to N- Namor, people even point to Thanos. Mm-hmm. And nobody really... Wait, the God Butcher those, right? had this fucking daughter you had to save at the end, which yeah, is like... Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, no. I, can, I can see both sides of that where it's like, well, you want somebody to be a little fleshed up at the same time. It does feel like a bit of a rut yeah. where like, you know, well, they're not the one dimensional bad guy. Cause even, even like Malekith, I think has felt betrayed or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, you can, you can, you can have a guy, you know, you can have a guy played by an incredible black actor, be somebody that you just want to see his, his face peeled off. And indeed it was. Oh my Rather God. Gruesomely. <laughs> I think oh. the thing with villains is face. that like, oh. we're going to make their, the writing is like, Fucker. we're going to make somebody a villain. And they're like, we need to flesh this guy out. So yeah. we need to give him a reason. And instead of giving him a more villainous reason or developing that reason in terms of writing, mm-hmm. it's like, let's give him a sympathetic reason. And that's why you have like fucking Gord the God's Butcher, like, oh, I have a daughter. Save my daughter, Thor. Or I Yeah, I feel like this is akin to like Loki from Avengers, where like Loki was straight up the villain. Mm-hmm. He wasn't one dimensional, but he was pretty single minded. Yeah. And like he, didn't, he didn't mind disliking him. Sometimes you're just an asshole. And that's what it is. Oh yeah. But but also the the, the difference between Loki and and uh and here with the high evolutionary is that Loki it, he's charismatic. You know? He, <laughs> and he's actually he's sexy baby. He's charismatic. He's charming. Like he also has people he actually cares about. Yes. As much as he screws around with, with Thor and Odin, he does care about them and he definitely mm-hmm. loves his mother. He loves Freya. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And and I mean, when we get to him in Avengers, they'd already established, you know, Loki and Thor, and you saw that. That although although he's an asshole, he he's an asshole for a reason. And we saw that reason. High evolutionary is an asshole because he can't get his toys to work right. And he's like that. He's like that one collector who you all know who just I can't get them in the right position. And he just destroyed his entire set. He's the guy. He's the guy who I used to see at Midtown Comics who would go through every single issue on the stands looking for the one issue in each comic that was coming out that week that was a hundred percent perfect and if it had even the slightest deviation in it he put it back mm-hmm. in eventually Tell me you're kidding I, eventually, i'm gonna find a 9.8 in the stack yeah didn't they eventually throw that guy out they banned him. i feel like raf yeah. told us they actually <laughs> have to call the cops yeah, at some yeah point. They, they, no no they, they straight up banned him because he, he wouldn't he wouldn't leave he was disrupting everybody and he was he was touching all the comics so it was yeah. creepy did they beat him up outside yeah I, I have no idea what they did it's just i know i know he was definitely banned for for, for life for a while there. I, Donovan, this is an old story. I'm surprised you have not. <laughs> but but no, like uh, uh, go like going back to it. Uh, I mean, all the stuff with the uh, with the Elijah stuff. Anybody else get a Wii three vibe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little that. bit. It's not my favorite Grant Morrison story, but yeah, the, all the weird. Like that was the thing that was like 
like all the weird animal stuff. Like the animal cruelty stuff was bad. Yeah. But I think what what I was saying on my uh, YouTube review is like that this is not for kids. It's all that fucking weird animal we three shit. The the little bunny with the jaws that never actually opened. I was a fr- I was waiting for the moment where that little bunny's jaws Teeth. like fucking opened up and teared somebody apart. Oh, that's kind of the, the, I, I think that's the, the I think walrus you- that's just on wheels that's just like this the whole time. And the creepiest thing about that bunny is you didn't realize until later is it has kind of like spider legs yeah. and it's just got mm-hmm. little dangly arms. All the way around there, just wiggling around with the physics model or whatever, and it's like <laughs> also uh, Brett nightmare wait, P- fuel. PK to make it worse, I don't think the bunny had an actual mouth. That's why I had the little thing over top of it. No, but it, it had it had the little teeth thing, like the it, it, guy from think, James Bond. I think, I think that's just engraved into it. I don't think she actually had a mouth. I think her mouth was, was actually clamped shut. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nightmare <laughs> fuel, like yeah. I said. The the only the only the only thing we needed, and I found an image of the of the nightmare fuel bunny, so I'm just gonna go ahead and bring that up right here. There we go. Oh. Boom. Nice and nightmare fuel for you guys. Uh, but I I I love that one of them was named for. We just needed somebody named Lamp, and then and then we could be like, "Are you sure you love Lamp?" And then they'd be like, "Yes." And then they'd oh, be like, "You, get, you gotta go to the the CGI test that James Gunn's posted on Twitter of these things. It's oh, so creepy. yeah, to yeah. see like the full 3D like runarounds like of that mm-hmm. big walrus, and he's he's literally on his wheels, and he's just like he's almost gonna do a flip with his whole big ass body. Oh my god, yeah. creepy! The, as the shit. wheels didn't bother me as much as the fact that the eyes are pried open. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was yep. like, Ugh. And, they, they, oh, even like." Lila losing her arm. I'm like, oh god, that's so fucked up. I'm yeah, and then well. you, do you realize that the otter's arms have been cut off, and that's why it's got robot arms yeah. and stuff. They're they're full, and they were fully, uh, like they were fully motion captured. Like they they were actually lying on mm-hmm. the floor there, you know, doing all their lines, and then they, then they motion captured in the the performances. Oh, it, Judy it, Greer is supposed to be the otter, right? That's what no, you're saying. No, no, no. Judy Greer was was uh, was uh, one. Oh, Lila. No, no. Linda Cardellini yep. is is uh, is is Lila. Yeah, Judy uh, Greer was Aisha. Yeah, uh, Judy you know, Greer. Adam's Ju- mom. Judy. Yeah, yeah. Ju- Judy Greer was uh, was. Uh, uh, I think. It oh was, no, that was no, sorry. No. Elizabeth Debicki was Aisha. I'm yes, sorry. I was Ju- Judy Greer was in a full bodysuit in the uh, in the in the heist sequence, like inside oh, the ball sack sequence. Yes, the ball sack sequence. Yeah. Yep. So 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 TMI. <laughs> Probably. Oh no, God, no. Oh my oh, God. The week this had gotten come out, I had gone under the knife for the same thing <laughs> for the ball sack sequence. Oh. So the whole time I'm recovering, and Amanda's like, "This looks like the ball sack." <laughs> I mean, she was sitting in the room while the doctor was operating. Oh my God. <laughs> that- I mean, to be fair. You're not wrong. Actually, she wasn't wrong. She was not wrong. Oh man, but that that everything in that though, like like Nathan Fillion in the suit, like uh, all all the all the weird ass uh, backgrounds. Those, those urine fountain. Oh, the urine fountain. The full like like the <laughs> I didn't like, realize it was a urine fountain. The, the body die. suits. The, the multicolored body suits that they were in going in there. The interaction between Drax and and Mantis. Mantis was hilarious in this movie. Mantis was so good. Mantis is so she was so much better than the butt monkey from the second one, which genuinely disturbed me. <laughs> she was absolutely hilarious. She was like my she was nearly my favorite character in this. Yeah. Like, she stopped being the butt of the joke and actually started being like 
impedes the joke. Oh, right? absolutely. I, I well, that comes from the Christmas special. You got to watch mm-hmm. the Christmas special. I, 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 I love when, when she and Drax rock up because Nebula's like, "Where are you guys?" And she turns around. And man, it's like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Drax. Yeah, but I would so, say that Nebula did have a point when she yelled at Mantis. Is like, you just let him do whatever he wants. I'm like, yeah, she lets, she does let him do whatever he wants, and then like pretends it's all his fault, which is why I, I think her ending, like, I'm gonna go find myself, like. Because she is kind of defined by the people around her, and I, I you know, that's I, I love Mantis. Oh, yeah. I liked Mantis even before the movies. Like I liked her in the comics because she was just fucking weird, man. So oh, yeah. weird. Wait, do you like Plant Mantis or regular Mantis? Wait. Do you like Plant Mantis or regular Mantis? Uh, I mean, I like regular Mantis, like you know, the in the the seventies Avengers Celestial uh, Madonna stuff, which was freaking creepy. But like oh reading God. the rest of the stuff, it was just it was great. And, and, and Celestial Madonna. And bring, bringing it back to Drax for a minute, his character arc in this, like going back to the fact that he's a parent, you know, like that 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 finally really really hit home in this way more than it has in the previous movies. Well, well, they haven't ignored his his daughter in a while. Yeah, I I, I feel that, like, his character, like, was virtually retconned, because his gag in the first one, that he was, like, hyper-literal, and, like, like, he he took everything too seriously. And then, like, by the second one, which was, like, 90% of everyone's dialogue was, like, ah! (laughs) And, like, I feel that, like, they they referenced his backstory in this one, but he was the one that, like, that has changed, like, by far and away the most, uh, throughout the entire history of his appearances and I, I guess that 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 not forgetting where he came from mm-hmm. serves the character and, and not pretend that he was always like a dumbass oh yeah no absolutely uh, there's there's there were way more layers to the to the person than we knew when we first met drax um same same case with with just about everybody you know um that scene where like like do you think i'm dumb and she goes of course not and like, forget i'm like you 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 have to realize that she's done that more than enough, more than one time on him. Absolutely. And like I'm thinking like like I'm thinking like possibly how many like how many times has she done that where it's like first off automatic you know, just forget to him right and like like is it like that kind of like it's really dark actually a little bit <laughs> think about it that reminds me of Miss Marvel from Young Justice cartoon <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, I just revealed that she, like she was messing around with people's minds, and Superboy called her on, so she like tried to make him forget, and he oh, was like, "We yeah, are so yeah, broken yeah. up." Yeah. yeah, God, season two, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Hello, Megan. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Megan. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know. Pardon I me, know. it's Megan. Would, would excuse me, sir. Um, but uh, let's talk about Gamora a little bit. You know? I was gonna say Gamora was the one person that that was the character arc I was the most dissatisfied with. I, I, I guess because I, I, I don't know if I wanted this year get back with Quinn. I didn't. But what I didn't put together from Endgame to this film was, I guess, how much time or what she had gone through to get her to the point in Guardians One, mm-hmm. because this felt like she was the same Gamora at the end of Endgame, uh, aka total bitch Gamora. As opposed to somebody who's a little bit more evolved uh, that we saw, like, I don't know how far away from where Endgame plays with those time past characters and Guardians 1 took place. Because Guardians 1, she was a lot more, like, receptive to that stuff a a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, what I I think uh, it proves 
is just how much, whether it was a couple months or whether it was a year or whatever, it just proves how important the experiences that you have, no matter how trivial, can be in changing the person that that you are. You know, that like experiences that you go through in life shape you as a human being. If those experiences turn out differently, you will turn out differently. And this was a Gamora that, you know, before running into into Star Wars, before meeting the, Gar- the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, before winding up in that jail, before she even makes the decision to finally turn on her father which is a very important decision that she had made clearly before even winding up in that prison in the first Guardians movie. She hadn't gotten there yet. And that immaturity shows. You know, she she just... The important milestone she hadn't hit yet. And that led to a very different Gamora. And I think that it also proves, too, that when you take away those experiences and you you know, have the person grow in a different way, they could very, very well turn out very, very differently in your, yeah, your, your you personality. You also have to realize she lost nine years. Yes. Because this is 2014 Gamora got transported to 2023. Yes. Yes. So like that can f- actually F you up in different ways because, you know, it's not just that, oh, your dad's a dick and now he's dead or, you know, the world, but like the world is completely different. I thought it was really kind of, touching that like at the end when she goes back to the 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 reverse yeah ravagers Ravagers. Ravagers. stupid r name Mm. but i was like she definitely was happy and i like that the movie made it clear and it's like no this is a different gamora and like you know this is the life she's built after again losing nine years yeah (laughs) i like the fact that uh because before the Guardians movies came out, I, my idea of Gamora, without reading much comments, was that she was like 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 a, the Electra of like the cosmic books. Like I, I think I said before that like she was like, like one of the deadliest female characters in Marvel, and she was such like a dead mother archetype throughout the, the the Guardians movies. That like I like this quite a bit, where she was just more dangerous, and like she kind of gives the high evolution like like the final attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like the way that she like, she like guts him and like looks him in the in the eyes like she's John Wick. I was like, that's exactly what I had in my head what this character would be for a while. And I thought that Zoe Saldana effortlessly portrayed that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like she was struggling being like a, a far harsher badass. Yeah, like I like I like because it very much like yeah, this is like how Nebula was before she left Anna. Mm-hmm. She was an asshole, a complete asshole. Yeah, exactly. So, like yeah, it makes sense that. This nebula would fall in with the Ravagers and not the Guardians. Gamora. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This Gamora would, would fall in with the Ravagers and not the Guardians, who are a little bit more harder edge, a little bit more piratey mm-hmm. for the most part. And and, and, and nice to see you know Stallone again and Michael Rosenbaum and all those uh, all those other characters that were teased in in Guardians Two, at least getting at least a little bit of screen time here in Guardians Three. So that that was that was fun. And and not my and not Miley Cyrus. Yes. Yes. Who was Miley Cyrus in the last one? It was the robot head in the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. She was. She was the giant floating, floating robot head in. Uh, yeah, in, this in was. Uh, this time it was Tiffany Smith, right? I believe so. Yep. Tiffany Smith, really? Okay. Yeah. I just yeah. Over, overall, I it hit all the boxes for me. It was. It was an awesome experience. It was a great way to start off the summer movie season, and I think the next movie I care this much about is. Indiana Jones, actually, I, mm. I, I mean, other than Spider Verse, because that's a whole other bag. Like that, I that it's just like. See, I'm excited for Spider Verse because I thought that first movie was gonna be bad, mm-hmm. 
for whatever reason, and it totally turned me around on it. And I was like, wow, this movie's incredible by the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm more excited for Spider-Verse 2. Indiana Jones, I don't think... I don't think I saw the last trailer. So I, I've watched Crystal Skull recently, and uh, I'm not excited for <laughs> Indy Five. Well, oh, yeah. I—it's James Mangold. That's all you have. Plus to know. the yeah. aging and stuff. Like, It'll be it, fine. It actually looks good. It actually looks really good. I thought, oh, I, for I, the yeah. record, um, just for anybody listening, and for you guys, all of the indie movies are going to be on Disney Plus at the end of the month. Oh, nice! Along, along with Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Ooh, okay, yeah. nice. Is there Ryan Gosling in there, actually? Boondock Saints. No, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Yes. Huh? Yep. Yeah, well, those are those are good. Oh, uh, sorry, right. uh, sorry, Brendan. Just one thing that I that I forgot to mention that we should add that, that I meant to ask you guys about. What you guys think about the soundtrack to this one? What you think about the soundtrack to Guardians uh, Three? Great. Oh, yeah. Gotta love that space hog drop. On yeah. The sack. Okay. Um, <laughs> Beastie Boys. No suit to Brooklyn. Yes. That. Can we talk about that scene real quick? Yeah. Of like no, I want to talk about Space Hog. That's <laughs> one of my favorite songs of all time. And now everybody's going to remember it because I'm going to go the ball sack song. <sighs> yeah, I know. You were that but, goddamn ball sack. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of important to him. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, so uh, just one quick story. We were shopping for pet toys for the new pup the other day, uh, last night. And we were in PetSmart, and um, there's a sack of little tennis balls about that big. And Noah goes, hey, my son Noah goes, hey, it's a ball sack. <laughs> and just for the next 30 minutes just keeps repeating ball sack ball sack because me and Amanda just started laughing so much just uh, well, you, you can get him a book you can get him a book written by ball sack that's true that's true you could you could do that mm-hmm. we we told him like okay ball sack is no longer an appropriate word and if you if you say it again we're going to take away toys because we're just like you cannot I don't want you going to school at VBK and being like ball sack ball sack Yes, we're calling you to inform you that your child will not stop saying the word ball sack. You didn't laugh about this, did you? He's you saying his favorite author, Ballsack? Thank you, guys. He's already gotten girls kissing him in VPK now. Like, I don't need him saying Ballsack. Oh, God. He's, he's oh, a little my you. God. He's a little oh, you. Oh, no, he's not. I was not that cool in VPK. Swear to God. Swear to God. VPK? He's going to be in kindergarten in the fall, yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, five. Brandon, Beastie Boys. Dude, uh, that scene is quite possibly one of my favorite scenes. Oh yeah, in any movie in a long ass time. It's pretty damn good. Like, first off, it's hard to do a tracking shot. Mm-hmm. It's even harder to do a tracking shot when half the people are not real. Oh my god, yes. And then he does things that Zack Snyder only wishes he could dream of. <laughs> he. He, ra- he ramps up and ramps down the camera, and it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And it's only on one plane, and yep. it's oh my god! That that was one of the things I I noticed too. Like the previews had just the human characters, mm-hmm. and then when you saw the film and you have all the other digital characters of the aliens and yeah. shit, it just made it way more impressive. Like wow! I've seen I only seen one scene where it's a digital character, and it was Rocket going down Grid's arm. Oh yeah, in the, in the trailers. Speaking, I've seen that before, and like I'm like. Oh, well, like all the all the bad guys, I mean, in the trailers were all just the the humans, the yeah. real characters. The the digital shit was not in there. I also right. wasn't expecting Groot to be a mostly practical effect this time around. You uh, know? It looks really good, doesn't it? He, oh, it, really? Yeah. Well, it, there was guy in suit for a decent amount of that. Like, I mean, yeah, they would add CGI on top of that, but there was, you know, if you look in the credits, like there's a guy listed as Groot. And uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that at least a, a whole bunch of it was 
you know, motion capture of of a guy, you know, walking around uh, in at least a partial Groot suit, and then they would CGI the rest. At least I could be wrong about that, but it sure as hell looked, looked practical to me. Hollywood special was practical also, so I'm guessing it looked good there, so why not just keep it in the movie? Exactly, yeah. So And, like, oh, but, like, like the scene where Groot popped out the wings also, yeah, like, oh, God, or, like, Kaiju. him and Kaiju Groot, or him and Rocket, I mean, him, sorry, him and Quill yep. in the in the evolutionary's office just going fucking ham. Oh, like, yeah. There was so much style in this movie that is, like, so good. I'm like, oh. Kaiju mm-hmm. Groot was kind of like like the Stanley original appearance, right? Yeah, 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 the, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Toward the end, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Hey, you also, know, I feel like Bell. the movie. Bell. Yeah, with Groot, the movie also did a good job of justifying the new the design of new adult Groot, Groot Junior. Mm-hmm. Because when everybody saw the the holiday special, it was like, why is Groot so small? What the hell happened? And and like you see him use that bulk in so many ways, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like, you know, because he probably has to do a lot more physical, you know, fighting and labor. And also because he hides shit inside himself. Like, it all makes sense with the way the Guardians operate as opposed to when he was just with when Groot Sr. was with Rocket. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. What's so good about this movie is that, like, it, it really felt like the Guardians of the Galaxy, like like almost like an X-Men unit team, mm-hmm. especially with that, that, uh, that, um, that fight sequence where, like, they were all – there was just a lot less – yeah, there was bickering, but there was a lot less of it, like – they felt a lot more competent. Like Star Lord actually operated like a like, legit leader of the team, and mm-hmm. like I, I really got this. This is it. So they they feel completely whole. They, you know, yeah. they really feel they're on the top of their game. And those uniforms, man. Oh, I know, I know, I love it so hard. Chef's kiss. The only thing it missed was the mask. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Apparently, apparently, Starler like forgot it when when Groot was when uh, Rocket was injured. That's like the explanation. Yeah. Sounds that's... like a Spider-Man excuse to me. <laughs> yeah. The mask always gets ripped it's, up. Th- I'm still mad about the the Marvels and like Kamala derping around without her. Like, the simplest, you know, string mask that the character actually yeah. has. Don't get me no, started about that. how Kamala's awesome costume and put her in that piece of shit Marvels one. Eh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't dislike it to be honest with you i think i actually kind of dig it i think it's a it's an evolution like i i liked how big the the lightning bolt s was and they're like let's move it up and make it smaller I'm like no that's we'll, the whole point we'll see how it, we'll see how it looks come execution as well because uh we know that uh, that sometimes costumes change from preview trailer to actual movie uh in- yeah because tom holland never wears the costume he just wears a gray ball sack suit <laughs> You had to say ball sack again. He's got, he's got a quota. Oh, my God. I swear to God. Hey, Raph is not here to be the annoying one, so I have to, you know, <laughs> anyway, the email fill in a little is. bit. Yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, and the conclusion, Star Wars going back to Earth and meeting his grandfather and refusing to do the, do uh, you know, pick up the leaves and what have you, like, that was that was no. All- it was it wasn't even him. It was like the neighbor's kid. I, yeah, yeah, I had to yeah. look it up because I was very confused by the scene. I was like, are they just literally just have like bullshitting about their neighborhood? Yeah, I yeah. would have loved to have the neighbor's dad been a uh, monk. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Oh my god, that would have been great. I, and yeah, I I I also really like the the Guardians mid mid credit scene. With the with the new group being led by by Rocket, 
uh, Phyla being in the in the mix as well. You know, getting getting Phyla Vell in there one form or another. See, I, I didn't get that she was Phyla Vell until I read it on CPR or something like I, that. I knew it almost immediately when uh, they call her Phyla. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They do. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know who that was until I got home. Yeah, I, I, I didn't read the book, so it I'm, beats me. I'm I'm a Genis fan, and Genis and Phyla are brother and sister. Enough said. So I did. They have the same lines in the books, or is that just a movie thing? That's Massive just movie a movie thing. thing. Yeah, because she, she 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 may not be she not she may not be a Cree in the movie. We, we I, I in fact I highly doubt. No, she she's is. she's a what's she's a what's called oh uh, that race that he created who can do like calculations like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's a bit of a different origin than what she has in the comics. But then again, it's it's the movies, so I don't really care. But it looks like there's at least a next generation of Guardians available. But just wait until they use. kill her to make her the same as the movies, man. Oh, God, stop. Oh, shit, Phyla's still around. Phyla's Phyla. dead. Yeah, no, uh, Genesis is back now, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they brought him back. Yeah, yeah, Genesis is back. He got better. Again, for like the third time. Talking keep this cosmic shit straight is so complicated. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, yeah, so I, overall, I think this was a pretty, pretty awesome movie. Um, I gave it four and a half, uh, four and a quarter stars out of five on on CBS, <laughs> and I'm sticking with that. I give it two. Out of what? Two. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, in terms of personal love and fandom, I don't think anything the MCU does is going to beat. Spider-Man No Way Home for me personally, mm-hmm. but I do think that this is like like arguably the best movie they've done in, in a long time. Definitely, uh, right up there. Uh, I, I think Wakanda Forever is like really good and underrated, but this is this is like like right up there at the top. I think it's better than Doctor Strange, which I enjoyed, and everything else they've had in Phase Four and Five. I think this is, this easily clears. It's yeah, it, I think it's up there with No Way Home for me on on best movies in Endgame. No question about it. Yeah, like Shang Chi, No Way Home, and this are like. Miles better than anything else they've done. Yeah, and there's I, only it, two it, movies since Endgame I'm going to rewatch, and the first okay. one was No Way Home, and the second Eternals? one is this one. Eternals? No, I would, so I've not seen Eternals. I would, I would, uh, rewa- I, uh, I, I have rewatched Eternals actually. Uh, now that I think about it, uh, I'm just I, saying this is the only one I'm more I'm interested in rewatching. I haven't rewatched Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. anything else since Endgame other than Spider Man. I have not rewatched. I think I'm going to rewatch and seeing in the theater. I think I'm going to rewatch Wakanda Forever soon. Actually, I, I, I watched how it. it I watched it at work. Okay. It still holds up. But like I think Eternal is one of those movies where like you have to know going in A that it's long and B it's not like other movies. Eternals for me is one of those movies I just put on in the background. Mm-hmm. It does it does feel like it does feel like homework. It's not how a movie should be watched. <laughs> I, I love the fact that every time a Marvel movie comes out, there's always that guy pointing out like it's been seven Marvel films since he Eternal comes out of the earth and nobody I mean, mentioned it. I mean, it, it he's n- not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. No, it's still there. It looks like the end of Evangelion on that shot. But let's but, but let's think of how long there was a celestial in uh, Golden Gate Park in the comics, and they barely ever mentioned that. So that's it, you know that's a Neil Gaiman in a X Men thing. The only one that picked up on it. Yeah, exactly. When when they, when the X Men were in Golden Gate Park uh, in San Francisco, based on Mike San Choi era. Yep, it was honestly really funny because it was like people were playing in the park underneath this 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 standing celestial. Yeah. I thought that was pretty great. Somebody was saying you don't really want to know what's going on with the celestial in uh, like the current you know MCU because mm-hmm. you know somebody's probably building condos on it. Already. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's been fourteen movies since someone bought the uh, 
the someone bought Star, uh, Stark Tower. Oh, who bought Stark Tower. Very, who very good Tower? point. Exactly. Who bought Stark Tower? We all know it was Reed Richards. Anyway, uh, any any other thoughts on the on the movie or anything uh, before we before we wrap this sucker up? I think we're good. Um, yeah, awesome. I mean, you know, good to catch up with you folks. We'll have to do this again sometime. Uh, I just want to say, if yeah. we're going to bring it back to comic books, yeah, go pick up Titans number one by Tom Taylor Ooh, and Nicholas Scott. Yes. Fantastic. Okay, yes. good. Go read Joshua Williams' Superman run. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. Four issues are out. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jamal Campbell on art. Fantastic. Yep. Best panel uh, I've ever seen in my entire life. I got, one, I, in issue one, I got to read the first issue of the, of the new Jonathan Kent series, also because I know it's multiversal. Good and, and that Mark uh, Wade Shazam with Dan Mora. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, need I say yeah. more? Wow, God, Dan Mora. First first issue oh. of Shazam with with Mora and Wade was so good and easily the best Shazam I've read in I can't even tell you how long. Like. It, he he nails the character in 22 pages better than I feel like anybody since the 90s has. It's it's Mark Wade. Did you ever doubt him? No, no, I, I I do not. I very much do not, sir. Which is why which is why I still believe in hypertime. Hypertime is real. Damn it. <laughs> World Finance is still my favorite comic every month. Yeah, that's, that, uh, that's a comic book. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Uh, um. I really want the, the blue and gray black suit for the James Gunn Batman film. I think they're actually leaning towards that, actually. Yeah, if you look at the, the Flash movie, more, makes it look cars. like it's blue and gray. Okay. I don't, I don't think there, it is, though. I've seen toys of that, and it looks, it looks black and gray. No, there's there's the one the one he has. In the film, black. though, it looks blue and gray. But and I think the toys and, mess it up. There, but the, No, there is, a, there is a blue and gray suit in the... In the lineup that he yeah, has. Keaton has it. Keaton has like a superpowers Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. No, 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 no. Costume. I'm talking about it's like the Batfleck version. Right. In that oh, Flash that one, preview no. is blue and gray, um, and it looks amazing. Yeah. Really. With okay. a base jumping gear all over the body of his suit. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Oh, and 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 by the way, also before I before I forget, uh, let me grab off the shelf something that I that I that I finally uh, gave in and bought a copy of. One moment. That iconic painting. Supergirl. I was gonna say, Brandon, we we're supposed to fight about Supergirl this episode. Oh yeah, oh Aww. yeah, oh yeah. Can I get like five five minutes to smack down? Smack <laughs> down. I did it. Yep, I gave in and got JLA Avengers. Gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful. Such a good book. Such a good book. Such a good book. Such a, and such a beautiful book. I I I completely yeah. See, I didn't I didn't have that back 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 in the day. I wish yours I yours has more. Yours says more extras. Yours has the original pages. Yeah, exactly. Mine, mine does not. Mine, mine, mine has the the original pages from the uh, from the eighties edition uh, that they were only a little bit into making before they decided that Marvel and DC didn't want to play nice anymore. And it's got extras. It's it's a pretty decent uh, page quality. Like just even just like trying to glossies get that. Yeah, it's it's not it's not really glossy actually. It's more. And, and, and that's fine by me because I feel like a mat would work a lot better as a, as a, as pages for this. But I I had to own it. Uh, I I didn't yeah. care if I, if I was going to pay a stupid eBay price for it. I just I needed it in my in my collection one way or the other. And I knew that this probably was not going to be reprinted uh, anytime. Which is a fucking soon. shame. I know. JLA yeah, Avengers this, is an amazing book. This do book should always, this book do should I need to eBay this shit? Um. Only if, if I've you want. got this. Only if you want to. I mean, it's. I've seen. I have. 
I mean, the 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 copy the copy that I bought went for about a hundred. Uh, that's not that's not terrible. Actually. Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. The prices have been so so up and down, like depending on on the day of the week, basically, because there's people still trying to you know flip it off. But the original, again, I've seen as as high as three hundred. I've seen as low as like one twenty. So I can, I could sell this for three hundred. Is that what you're saying? You possibly could, you could potentially yes, but why would you want to? Yeah, like, man, I thought you were making that big big bank down there in the simulation industry. <laughs> I work for the government. There's no big bank involved. That <laughs> <laughs> is my understanding. It's a big bank in theory, but uh, <laughs> my wife makes the big bank. She's a business owner. There you go. There you go. But yeah, that that's been my big purchase over the over the past couple of months, man. Otherwise, it's just been all digital. So that's can I have five minutes. Can I just have five minutes to smack print down real quick? Go ahead. Okay. First off, how dare you, sir? How dare you besmirch one of the greatest Supergirl stories I've ever read in my entire life. We're, we're and, talking about Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, which I bought and read for the first time and was like, this is a terrible Supergirl story because uh, she's barely in it. And uh, it's more Brent. about this girl on the bottom. You poor thing. And oh, God. You poor soul. So, you poor soul. It's all Kara. It. It's uh, all Kara. It's what's not? Uh, Brent. Yes, it is. From start to finish, it's all about Kara and why she's so stronger than Clark. You, uh, okay, you see this name on here? You sweet summer, um, son, you, you, you sweet summer child. You just don't get 50, it. 50 on this. Oh my, this bro, is on the 50 side of fail, just like his Batman run, unlike <laughs> Mr. Miracle and unlike Vision. Okay. What about Adam Strange? I, Adam Strange had me until issue 11 when they. I saw your video. <laughs> Oh just, my god. You know, ruin the book. Aye but it's bae. all it's all Kara. Kara may not be the impetus. And like in most stories where the the Prokotikans is in it, they're not always the impetus. Yeah. She is still taking action and she still has her own agency. Hey, I've only read it once, okay? That's this I read it once. I did a review. <laughs> I said my thoughts. Wasn't a huge fan. I love the art. The art is fantastic. Bill Quist Elvi. Uh Bill Qu- yeah, Bill Quist Evely. Sorry. Yes. Phenomenal art, beautiful, love it. Just was not in love with the story. Oh well. I, go, honestly, I would say go back and read it again. I'm I'm I'm, it, I'm used to, I'm used to it, Brent. And uh, Brent doesn't like good things. So we're, I'm used to no, it. I'm used to it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying give it a second chance, right? <laughs> a second. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be like an asshole about it either. Like give it a second read. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, and go in with it with with your already with the expectations expectations that you already had. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then go in and try to see where you got that conclusion from. Like Superman is not my guy. My Superman shelf is this big. Like that's as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. My Batman shelf is two shelves, one and two all the way across. No, great. There's a lot of silvery stuff in there that is fucking weird. Like mm-hmm. Tom, the Wonder Horse becoming because there's like Tom has like fourth and origin, and it's super weird. And then the one they do is the one they. We'll right out of, their, out of their ass, but yeah, like honestly, I, I book is I told you last year it was, it was my book of the year. I, I've, uh, I, I've only read the first issue and I really enjoyed it. I I need to go back and and read the rest of it. Um, I am glad to see that they're making a movie out of it. I think I think the adaptation of that could be really awesome. Uh, it's just first there have to be people to write that, and right now writers. 
Anyway, uh, yeah. So support, support the WGA. Yes, support the WGA. We we support the WGA, and they yeah. they a fair wage. Period. Enough said. Chris, anything anything you've been reading that you want to bring up uh, before we wrap up? Uh, well, you know, I I'm, I I haven't been reading that many comics lately, but because I'm in this. I guess like a casual uh, role playing group at mm-hmm. Wonderville, which is this arcade here in Brooklyn. Yeah, and they they do like they're trying to do like more indie RPGs instead of D anD D. And somebody suggested that they that we play the Die RPG, mm. which got me thinking like, huh, I never finished the comic. Huh, I think I'd like to reread the whole thing. So I got it all from the library, despite owning the original issues because <laughs> they're somewhere in the forbidden closet that I will never the open forbidden again. Closet. Forbidden closet. Ian has seen the Forbidden Closet. Yes, I have. It's forbidden for a reason. It, it, it's but scary. uh so I reread all of Die and I I really think people who haven't heard of it should definitely check it out. And people who like bounced off of it might want to give it a second look because it was very different for me on a second reading. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because I've been getting more into role playing and reading a lot of books about the history of role playing. Mm-hmm. And it's if you liked unwritten, this is basically unwritten, but more for games as opposed to literature. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I, I read the first half of Unwritten on Comicsology Unlimited. Un, unwritten, Unwritten's good stuff. I've, I've, I've I love huge, Unwritten. I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, outside of the Fables arc, which was weird, but that was that's its own thing. That's yeah. <laughs> Blue Beetle Graduation Day. Mm-hmm. Great miniseries. Another great Blue Beetle story. Okay. New writers, new team, new art. Like everybody who's never, they've never touched Blue Beetle before. It's not Giffen, it's not Rogers, it's not mm-hmm. Jurgens. Jurgens, yeah. Totally new team. I want to say they're like Latinx or Latino heritage or whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, Latinx. Great Sorry. I could go on a five minute rant about that. It's Latinx. <laughs> Don't do it here. But it's a phenomenal series. Don't miss it. Uh, yeah. The trade comes out in August. Single, All six single mm-hmm. issues are out. And, I read every single one. It was phenomenal. New interesting stories ties back to the Reach, kind of riffs off the Green Lantern mythos a little bit with different colored beetles, even though Jurgens and Johns introduced the Black Beetle character. So it's like riffing on all these existing things. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of fun. I really, really love this book. I I, I have it uh, ready to eventually be read on on DC Infinite because I'm I'm a part of the Ultra, so that's only a month behind the new uh, stands at this point. So I think they have the entire miniseries on there now, if I remember correctly. If not, then five out of the six, I think. Yeah, um, the, the sixth one will be out fairly soon. I think nice. it just came out two and, weeks and, ago or something. And Nightwing continues to be the best damn comic in all of comics. Like. My God. <laughs> hey, Tom, I told you all about Tom Taylor when he was yeah, writing Injustice back I agree. here. I agree. And and look what he's doing now. Yep. Titans and and uh, what what else is right? Nightwing. Did he touch Superboy? John Kent, yeah, Superboy. John, John, John Kent. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Bringing back the Injustice universe, that Clayton Henry art is killer, dude. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. It's getting late. And I got to get up for work in the morning. So we are going to wrap this sucker up. Uh, Dono, where can we find you? Y'all can find me on uh, DCComics.com. Uh, I got two new articles uh, within the last uh, uh, few days. I have, I have uh, six essential stories on Damian Wayne. Now that like you know he'll be in the next Batman movie that's not starring Robert Pattinson. And um, just missing Mother's Day, I have why an article on why Lady Shiva and Cassandra Kane are the best mother and daughter rivalry in comics. Nice. Um, 
Also check out my homegrown podcasts with my buddy and co-host Harrison Shoot. Questions we don't have answers on QNOWestures.com. And uh, yeah, those are my – oh, uh, and also I, I review the Nightwing book uh, monthly on the BatmanUniverse.net. Nice. Nice. Uh, Chris, where can they find your Steve? Uh, well, uh, despite everything that's going on, I'm still on Twitter because I'm enjoying watching it sink, you know, <laughs> it's spewing out of it. It is, it is like, I'm just on the deck with like popcorn. I know I will, I will hopefully jump off. Uh, I mean, I will ask you, Ian, to put in the show notes. I do have a link tree that has all my mm-hmm. different links. Yep. But if I were to ask people to look for anything from me, just go to itch, itch.io and, you know, that's where I've been putting like role-playing games and like some mini like video games i've been working on during my uh my midlife crisis sabbatical whatever you want to call this <laughs> nice nice uh brandon uh you can find me on twitter at the Damadon. also kind of watching twitter just slowly implode mm-hmm. uh you can also find me on twitch.tv slash the Damadon also where i, I stream occasionally uh mostly dmd stuff uh and uh may has a Another podcast with uh, Baron coming out soon. We never line up our schedules. Nice. Uh, Pop Culture Clash uh, that is on all major pod- podcast platforms. Indeed, indeed. And and hey, it's back. And hey, it still exists. How about them apples? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Brent? YouTube.com, BK's Bullets. You can see the same beautiful background here, just a little bit taller because I'm standing uh, reviewing books, you can hear me hate on Superman, Supergirl. <laughs> what is this called? Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. You fuck. Yeah, I've literally had like a quarter of a bottle of bourbon this whole just, episode. Just, just we, re, we could, re, we could never title the, the show Brent versus Tom King. Yeah. Brent versus Tom King, cursing every other word. That's that. That's 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 absolutely what we're gonna call this episode. I have to put it. An explicit I gave warning. Stranger Adventures a good review up until the very end. So I gotta put an explicit warning on this episode because of you, fucker. Thanks. Hey, this, hey guys, guess what? We're not getting monetized. This one. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Hell no. All right. Well, anywho, uh, you can uh, email address comictiming at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash comictiming uh, is our Facebook address. You can also uh, correspond with us over at the Comic Geek Speak Supergroup. And we thank Comic Geek Speak for also uh, running this episode over at comicgeekspeak.com. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I would say we're the proud members of Comics Podcast Network, but I think it's dead, so I'm just not going to bother. Uh, Twitter.com slash I underscore AM underscore sci-fi. That's also where you can find me on Instagram and all that fun stuff. And also YouTube. Uh, just search Comic Timing, and uh, you'll find us on there. And also YouTube.com slash Comic Geekspeak. So for Casino, for Chris, for Donovan, and for Brandon, I'm being Levis team reminding everybody out there that there's always Time for comics. Can you tell I really love this mug? <laughs> I can it very really much tell. You're drinking gender fluid. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. <laughs> 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 <laughs>